thanks for jumping in to another podcast episode brought to you by Bad Tabletop Gaming and Arrow. Your host is Armin, guest starring Theo. Everybody, we're ready to talk about the Dark Angels. We have Theo here with me. And we're going to go through the book little by little and talk about what the Dark Angels changes, the new book, what they are, what they do, how they built them, and everything else we can. Um, Theo doesn't play Dark Angels, but he plays the arch nemesis, the Night Lords. Yeah. And I do not play Dark Angels yet in 30k, but I do have lots of models ready to be painted. So um, I'm very excited about it, very excited to talk about it. And then I know Theo's excited to talk about it as well because there's Night Lords in this book too. So we'll get to that. Okay, so starting with the Dark Angels. So we might not read everything. We might just kind of talk about some things and then hopefully you guys have a book that you can follow along. So the first things first is we're going to talk about the Legion of Studies Dark Angels rules. So there's a few change, like there's a little bit of changes here. Like they still have the rule where if they have the same weapon skill, they hit on threes. Right, they've right. kind of changed a couple of things. They have something called uh, Scions of the Hexa- Hexagrammaton. It okay. Just to interrupt, you know what this <laughs> reminds me of? The movie with Christian Bale. Um, I know which one you're talking about, but I can't remember. Uh, I what can't it's think called. of what its name. Where he's a gunfighter. He's like a mathematical gunfighter, literally. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they're like the clerics of the. Grammaton or hexagrammaton oh, or something like that. Why can't I think of? I'll think of the name really as we go. Yeah, somebody's gonna have to I know. know that one. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll remember. But yes, that's what it reminds me of. Anyways, so eligible models. So it says eligible models with the Legion of Studies Dark Angel special rule may select options from the Scions of the Hexagrammaton and Scions of the Hecatonistica. Did I say that right? I think you said that right. That's pretty good pronunciation. Yeah, it took me a few. Yeah. <laughs> we were reading it beforehand, trying, and I wasn't sure. So from now on, I'm not going to talk about the scions because it's just repeating the same word. We're going to talk about hexagrammaton and hecatonistica. I don't know okay? if I can say that one. That's okay. I'll say it. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the last rule is the isolate. Uh, no, inviolate. Inviolate and alone. Thank you. Models with the Dark Angel special rule may never benefit from leadership or leadership-related bonuses from any model that does not have Legion of Stardis, Dark Angels, or Sire of the Dark Angels, which is the Lion, of course. So, um, that makes sense. I don't know. I guess other Legions can. Like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. It almost seems like that could be, like, a standard rule for... For all... Maybe it will be. Maybe it will be. When we get to the Night Lords, maybe we have that, too. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Okay, so, I mean... There's not really any changes here from before. No, like you're getting a couple. The... You're getting a couple new bullet points here, and then the mastery of the blade hasn't changed. Uh, basically, your sword weapons you gain 0.5 weapon skill, sort of. Yeah. Right. Um, um, they don't really have a huge negative. Like some armies will have like negatives and stuff. This one doesn't have a huge negative from what from what I can tell. Not in your not in your Legion of Stardis special rule. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, mastery of the blade, all these things. Signs of the Hexagrammaton and Violet alone all kind of make them their own unique thing, just like just like Legion of Stardis Legion should do. That's right. Weapons of Old Knight. Oh, you're already recording. 
Yes, yes, I was recording. <laughs> okay, sorry, I didn't realize. <laughs> oh, you might want to start that over. <laughs> Weapons of old night. So, what has changed here? There's a couple of changes. So, um, yeah, there is some changes. I mean, the the other stuff is is regular. So, anybody that has access to a power sword um, may take a Calibanite Warblade for ten points, or exchange it for free for a Calibanite Warblade. So. Just one exchange, thing there. Exchange a power sword. That's for right, free. for free. That's part of their basic equipment. So if that's they, right. like Terminator squads already come with power swords, you know, swap that out for yeah. a Calibanite Warblade. Which and is awesome because it's better. Like a Calibanite it is. Warblade it's a, is just plus one strength. It's plus one strength power sword. Literally. So, yeah. I mean, no-brainer. And it's the same points cost. So, that's right. Yeah. So anybody, 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 anybody that has a power sword, instead you call it a Calibanite Warblade. And it's plus one strength. It's an awesome weapon. And you're going to benefit from your mastery of the blade. That's right. Well, you would with a power sword anyways. You would. Right? But, yes. Um, the Calbanite, uh, the Tyrannic... Um... Oh, you got lost there. So, uh, yes, any I model, did. Legion of Stardust, Dark Angels, uh, with access to Plasma Gun or Twin Link Plasma Gun uh, as part of their war gear. Yeah, may instead take mm-hmm. a Plasma Repeater for 20 points or Plasma Burner for 15 points. So a repeater, just quickly, is, uh, they're both 12 inches. Repeater, strength 6, AP 2, gets hot, salvo 2, 3, twin linked. And a burner is strength 4, AP 2, heavy D3, plus 1. Ignore cover, plasma flame, and plasma flames where you can reroll um, Overwatch to hit rolls. Okay, so, um, I mean, I'm going through this quickly because I'm assuming you guys have the book. But, so a couple of things about that. So 20 points for a plasma burner is pretty cool. I mean, a plasma gun is usually, depending on what you're putting it on, um, it's 15. 15 points. So yeah. for five extra points, you have um, a weapon that's not always as good, right? Like it's twin-linked. Uh, salvo 2-3. So uh, no, that's the... the, the oh, yeah, sorry, the repeater. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Salvo 2-3. So let's talk about Salvo 2-3. So let's say you have a, a, a support squad, okay? And yeah. you want to give it these for a little bit of extra points. Well, if you move... You're only firing two shots at six yeah, inches. Yeah, it's the right? really short range that hurts it. That's right. Or you're firing three shots at 12 inches if you stand still. Yeah. Now, that's not that good, to be honest. Yeah. Okay? Where this weapon becomes extremely good is if you're putting it on your outriders. So, it's 20 points compared to 25 points um, on the outriders pl- twin link plasma guns. Okay, so okay? I had read somewhere... And uh, perhaps we can get some feedback and get some clarification on it. But I had read somewhere that uh, twin link plasma gun is not the same as plasma gun. You're right, but it says special rule with access to oh, plasma yeah. gun or twin link plasma gun. It is. It is there yeah. in the wording. Okay, yeah. great. Excellent. Yeah. So, so because I, I mean, thought that was kind of silly. Yes, it yeah. would have been right. So now you can upgrade your outriders with these plasma repeaters that are slightly cheaper. Um, yes, you don't have that option of going long range, but you're always firing three inches. Mm-hmm. 12 inches. Or sorry, you're always firing 12 inches for three shots. Yeah. Right? So if you get close, and it's twin linked automatically. So if you're like outflanking with them and you get close and you fire three shots, um, I mean, yeah, you lose a strength, but overall, a strength, strength seven doesn't really. Weapon. Uh, hit any of those break points for like instant I mean, death some armor. No, but like some armor, like you can sure. still hurt 13 armor as yeah. opposed to now you can't. Yeah. But I mean, if you're outflanking and you're hitting 
front tanks with 13 armor, yeah. like you're doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like you need to be hitting Or your the opponent side. is really savvy you're, about what you're doing. Uh, He's like, yeah. I'm I'm pivoting all my front armor <laughs> yeah. to the back line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can just I can just see it. You're like backing up or like shimming sideways your whole tank line. Yeah. Yeah. So um I mean I, I like it. I like the options. It's great. Uh plasma burners on the other hand are really really good. Uh I mean the the dreadwing squad automatically gets it. Mm -hmm. Um but they're like now when you're talking about squads like your um uh what you call it um support squad right well now for 15 points the so same points as a plasma gun yeah you can give it a plasma burner yeah it's shorter range but if you're putting them in drop pods and vehicles that you can it is disembark when, you're, when you have a plasma gun you're trying to get it into that rapid fire yeah. 12 inch range anyway that's right you're right or or let's talk about like zomortalis Right? Like, you're yep. going to be up close. It's a and, small table. And, yeah, so. and this weapon is two to four shots. Ignore cover, which is unreal. I mean, it's only strength four, but holy smokes. And it's not get hot. Yeah. That's probably, like, the... That's basically, like, you lose the strength, but mm -hmm. you lose that get hot. So I think that's kind of where they... It's a little bit safer for them to use. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's it's an awesome weapon. Awesome yep. weapon, I think. Right? The plasma burner. So, uh, I mean, I, you'll definitely see them in my army. You'll see the Dreadwing squads, and you'll see, like squads outfitted with the plasma burners for sure yeah yeah i'll definitely be uh be doing a support squad with with them i mean honestly if you're doing some troop hunting heavy troop hunting putting them on outriders is still good when you right? when you have that much ap2 coming out of your troops slot in your force organization yeah. chart you've got a good list that's right like you know you've got you've got some great options that you can take uh to put into your army and you know usually ap2 is a little bit more rare, well, you've got a unit that can put out 40 AP2 shots. <laughs> like, that's right. That's pretty scary. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, special issue ammunition. Oh, sorry. No, Praetor, I missed the yeah. Praetor one. Yeah. So, um, any any Praetor that ha can get a Power Fist can instead get a Tyrannic Greatsword. So, let's talk about the Tyrannic, Tyrannic Greatsword, actually. Um, I'm, I have mixed feelings about this weapon. And it didn't change. It's the same as before, right? Yeah. Um, plus two strength is awesome. Mm -hmm. AP3, melee, melee two-handed instant death. I think it's great, minus the AP2. I feel, though, if it I, was AP2, it would be too good. It would be way too good. That's and, right. You know, like, I'm sure that's probably what a lot of people are feeling. Like, they mm -hmm. probably would have liked to have access to a Legion-specific weapon that was AP2, like the Blood Angels got, that's right? right? Or something yeah. like that. And I, to that, I say... AP3, instant death, is going to be fantastic against your Mechanicum opponents, yep. your uh, Demons of the Ruin Storm yep. opponents, anything with like high toughness, uh, multiple wounds, that maybe just doesn't have that 2 plus armor save, this thing's still going to go to town. Yep. It's going to go to work. And you know what? It still has that instant death special rule. So even if you do get yourself into a challenge and you end up cutting one of those, uh, one of those wounds through... A Praetor's armor save, you're you're laughing anyways, right? Because boom, that guy's dead, right there. And and at plus two strength, you're going to be putting a, a lot of wounds onto those uh, onto those characters, anyways. So, I mean, no, no, it doesn't have AP two, but if it did, it be if you put mm -hmm. it into like the the same ballpark as uh, the Divining Blades, That's and right. then you can't pay fifteen points for that weapon. You got to pay absolutely like, correct. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think if I'm out kidding, like let's talk about out kidding a Praetor. I still feel a Paragon Blade 
with murder strike plus one strength and ap2 is more versatile um i think i think you're paying more for a paragon blade i think 15 I, uh, I don't, I don't 25 remember. points for 25 yeah so you are paying more but it is i mean there's other units that get it get this weapon so i mean we'll go through that because that's that's really yeah nice. you can have this weapon on an entire squad that's right that's right so um and then the last one here no, uh, not the last one more, sorry yeah. so special special issue ammunition so stacia shells may be taken um anybody that's equipped with a grenade launcher twinling grenade launcher missile launcher uh at, for an additional five points so it doesn't say that it replaces the original missiles, right? No, it's additional. So additional. So I ammunition mean, type. for five points, it's nice. So it's I mean, option. it's not crazy. Like if you look at, uh, if you look at actually um, the the stats, like it's frag is strength three. So with this with the stasis weapon, you're not looking to cause wounds with it. That's right. What you're looking to do is hit your opponent. Because they have this stasis anomaly. Yeah. Special so, rule. so the one thing that's weird, it says all models in a unit hit by one of more weapons with a special rule reduce their initiative to one. Um, so all you have to do is hit the unit, and then all the models are initiative are are um, yeah are are one until the end of the game turn. So this kind of is the game turn is kind of weird, and we'll get to that because it appears a couple times. Yeah. So it, if I go first, it applies for technically two player turns. Correct. But if I'm going second. Then it only applies for my player turn. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. I feel like um, it probably should be maybe clarified something they could FAQ. Until it should only last for that player turn. Sure. Or maybe if they wanted to do it, they should have made it so that it's same across the board. Because this gives you a benefit to going first. Yeah. Right? Because, and we all know that there's a huge benefit to going first. So it should probably say until the beginning of your the controlling player's next turn. Or just one player turn. Or Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Um, I could, don't know. Could use a fix. I, I, I think just maybe a clarification. Yes. But I don't know. It seems pretty clear. Like end of game turn. So it seems pretty clear. It's just weird with the way turns work in, in, in 30k or, or 40k, I guess. Right. Um, and then uh, the last one is uh, molecular acid shells. So this one did change uh, for the worse. So it's the same thing. Dreadnoughts can get it or Dark Angels can get it. Um, so any heavy bolter or twin link heavy bolter, you can you can give it extra uh, ammunition for five points. So five points, strength five, AP four, flashbane so, heavy three. So basically, the big change here is this used to be a D D three. It was D6 a D six roll That's for right. your AP value, uh, and you would roll for an entire squad and apply that dice roll to your as your AP value. So well, it it. Uh, it changed from that to Fleshbane, so now you wound on 2+. plus. Um, but, I mean, before it, you had like a 50% chance to um, roll AP3 or lower and, cut, you know, just cut down squads of, uh, of uh, you know, tactical marines or something like that, right? So anything in power armor. Uh, and it, was, it seemed pretty scary for Terminator armor too because you right? got a 33% chance of, yeah. of rolling AP2 <laughs> or better. So I think... So there was a couple of things. There's another change too. Like it's Fleshbane now. It used to be Poison 2+. Plus. Oh, okay. So I don't know how that really affects. There I might be some units There's a that couple have... of mechanical units. I wonder if mechanical units have um, immunity to Fleshbane or Poison. It, I think it is. I think it might be both. But uh, it's, it's, um, it's, probably, it's probably because of that that they specified that it's no longer poison, it might be fleshbane. It could be like certain Primarchs might have in their armor, I think Alpharius, something like that. He doesn't 
get affected by poison. So there's, there's, you probably have that sort of stuff. So Armin's just checking that right now, um, uh, is in terms of like what that does. But so there is a change in the in the uh, molecular acid shells for the Dark Angels. Probably a lot of people are going to be upset about that. Um, I think with the access to the extra pieces of war gear that you now have finally, um, this it could have been. It, I think it was just a little bit too much. It was a little too strong. Um, and this is probably a change for the better, in my opinion. Well, basically, it made you so you, like, this, everybody ran Sky Hunters yeah. with heavy bolters, and that's all you needed. Yeah. They, you armed it with melt-a-bombs, you could charge vehicles, or you could just shoot anything off the board, because you were wounding on twos no matter what, right? So, I'm just looking at the Mechanicum Resilience. So, it says, successful wounds caused by attacks like poison or flesh pain must be re-rolled, um... So that's really all it says. So, so it doesn't really again, change it. There is probably some unit yeah, out you're there right. that has I, I, some I know Alpharius has yeah. immunities to certain things. Or uh, what's his name? Uh, Mortarian, I think, does it too. But yeah. yeah, either way, the weapons change. It's only AP4 now. But I, I did feel that it was a little too good before. Like it would just Thanks. rip apart certain squads if you got lucky. And it just... Yeah. 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 Like with your access to your new plasma weapons, you're that's gonna right. Have, I don't you're think gonna you, have tons of AP2. Exactly. So. Exactly. And I mean, and it's still great because it's just sheer amount of volume shots that you're going to wound majority of with. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Uh, we're just gonna quickly go through the hexagrammaton and uh, hecatonistica. Um, <laughs> so there's like the the different. So what I like about the Dark Angels is. And, they, and I feel like they did a pretty decent job of fleshing it out, is they talk about, you know, their first legion, they mm -hmm. used to have everything. And then future legions kind of were adapted to have specific roles where they kind of ran with the emperor and they had to do everything, right? Right. So they have these like Stormwing, Deathwing, Dreadwing, Ironwing, Firewing, and Ravenwing rules. I really wish I would see more of these in 40k too, because they have like Deathwing and Ravenwing, but yeah. I kind of want to see the rest because it's really cool. So like Stormwing... Well, the chapter Dark Angels is a fraction of the Legion Dark Angels. So that's fair. I mean, that's fair. Lore-wise, you could look at it that way. Yeah, it's that's... really nice. I, I think it's really great that they fully fleshed out all six of these wings mm -hmm. for the Dark Angels fans out there. That's um, right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so Stormwing, basically... Um, so first... Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's any model with a character subtype or independent character special rule can take a single option from the following list for 25 points. Um, a given model may only include uh, different scions of the hexagrammaton, uh, in which case that unit gains the benefit of each individual signs of the hexagrammaton present within its ranks. Um, so yeah, then we're then we're getting into like the different signs. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And then no model may have more than one. Correct. Yeah. That's right. So you have the Stormwing. Um, uh, so basically, most of them are, are all models in the unit uh, that's joined or is part of this uh, scion, right? So Stormwing is ballistic skill shots of. Uh, you hit on twos, so ballistic kill two, sorry, snapshots. for snapshots. Yep. Um, Deathwing, uh, model with this rule, so only model, not a unit, may reroll first failed to hit roll of any phase while engaged in a challenge. So it's going to be a character or yep. uh, independent character, right? And that's really handy. That's right. Yes. Yes, it is. I mean, uh, that would be in addition to like a Mastercrafted reroll as well. Well, you can only reroll a dice once. 
You can. Right. But your first failed uh, first failed to hit, you would reroll from your sign of the Deathwing special. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, if you had, had a second, second one, one yeah, that's fair. you could reroll from your that's Mastercrafted. Fair. Um, the death, the dreadwing is a really interesting one. So you may choose to move four inches through difficult terrain rather than rolling and may reroll failed dangerous terrain tests. So this was interesting. Like four inches isn't actually that far. Um, but when you consider like some critical rolls, like at the end of the game, yeah, sometimes you roll you, like, you two. know that you just need three or four and to you, make it, and you don't want to roll that just, one. Or two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's nice that it's four, you know, it's kind of like above average, right? That's right. They may reroll failed dangerous terrain tests. That's right. It is above average, yeah. Uh, Iron Wing. So, uh, when rolling on a vehicle damage table, when you have one of these rules, you treat all crew shaken as crew stunned. So, it's good, right? Because you stop the other vehicles from moving when you, yeah. when you do have this. Uh, flyers get locked and may crash, right? So. Yep. That's that's good. It, it's it's a good rule. It's it, not it's nothing. not crazy applicable. It's but not nothing. That's right. But it's not it's not crazy overpowered either. Yeah. Uh, Firewing. So a model with the special u rules and all uh, models in the unit gain hatred characters. So this one's really interesting because hatred, as per the FAQ, characters. If you have a character in your unit, it transfers to the whole unit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because right? the Raven Guard had that whole issue. Uh, and they FEQ'd that and clarified. That's right. Yeah. So it's so, you know, the character attached to the unit, which uh, happens a lot. <laughs> well, you always have a character. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you have a sergeant. You have a character. So as long as that character is alive. Yeah. Right. Like you gain hatred. So that that's a really good rule. I feel this one's really really good, which kind of makes sense because the Firewing are meant to kill things with characters. Yeah. Or characters themselves. Right. So. Yeah. Um, and then Ravenwing. So this is the one that everybody loves. So. Uh, the model and unit may reroll run, fall back, or thrust distances. This is really weird. What is thrust? Yeah, I've I haven't heard of a thrust. Yeah, I've never before. actually. I've been reading it everywhere, and thrust doesn't actually exist. I I read it. Do and they I mean thought, turbo boost? Maybe I thought maybe it'll it's something new no, that's in one of no, the units. I, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it either. So yeah. I think they mean turbo boost, perhaps. But what else could they mean? So yeah. run, fall back. Um, if maybe the hit and run rule could be thrust, but no, I don't think so. I don't know. And maybe if you guys have come across that one, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Um, I think, I think it's turbo boost because that's the only thing that makes sense. But run, um, fall yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't know. Uh, so there well, is, but see, but this is the other thing that's weird too. Well, it might, okay. So it must be turbo boost because if you look like most Ravenwing will be mounted, right? So they can't run. They turbo boost instead. Right. Would, uh, see, but they, they, you go back. But you don't reroll, though. No, no, but see, you don't reroll turbo boost. Sorry. It can't be turbo boost because you don't roll for turbo boost. Yeah, it's a So what it's the hell is thrust? Number. I don't know. I'm really not sure. Consolidation, maybe? Or... It could be something that they... Will uh, introduce later? Or had originally intended to introduce and, like, went back and, and didn't and do it. Out. Okay, so please... Yeah. message us guys yeah and tell me what the hell thrust is yeah because i don't freaking know okay um so moving on to hecatonistica so just oh. really quickly there yeah. is a designer's note and it uh it's basically saying um their their intention is that you're um you're picking these scions on your models when you're building and painting them 
and that they should be represented on your right yes on yes. your model so you so you're not coming up to a, a battle and you're like Decide. looking at the opponent and you're like yeah i'm actually firewing instead of dreadwing or yeah. whatever yeah yeah that's fair and i mean and they have lots of paint schemes it's really cool like the one beautiful part about the dark angels is that you could literally pick an army and build six different armies technically right and they would all do different things so they are giving you that option um with these different scions it gives you the ability to become highly specialized at doing something that's right and it, and it kind of fits when, with like how the dark angels were that's as right. a legion that's right so, um, okay, so Hecatonistica. So here, uh, any model independent character may take a single option from the following for 25 points, okay? So you've got the Augurs of Weakness. So when you're rolling against armor with 11 or more, uh, with a vehicle uh, 11 or more on the facing targeted. Okay, a model with uh, the special rule adds plus one strength. Um, so I guess if you're hitting the back armor, you don't get you don't plus get one. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, it's easier. So 10 and 11 are the same, basically, in that case. And then everything's minus one, right? So um, not bad, right? Uh, icon of Resolve. So the model gains plus one attack on any turn, which it or a unit is part of is charged by one or more enemy units. So plus one attack isn't bad. Um, Guardians of Sanctity, uh, when you're using Deny the Witch. So just quickly on that icon of resolve it they didn't say that you gain counter attack they gave it this other rule that's right this model gains plus one attack on any turn which it or unit it is part of is charged by one or more enemy units which means that you could be locked in combat already and counter attack you wouldn't gain that attack bonus that's right right whereas this you would still yeah. get that or if you attack. have counter attack you would get two yeah 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 right so um, it, it, it's pretty good. It's definitely not a bad bad rule. Um, the Sanctity is about denying the Witch, so you roll an additional D6, and you discard the lowest result uh, before determining if the roll succeeds or fails, which is really good. Um, the model, uh, the next one is a Setter of Kings, so you may re-roll to hit rolls of 1 when engaged in combat or in a challenge with any model with a weapon skill of 5 or higher. So this one's kind of weird, because it says when engaged in combat or in a challenge. If you're uh, all challenges are combat, but not all combats are challenges. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of weird that they have to specify that. But um, I mean, yeah, you reroll once basically to hit if you're fighting with somebody weapon skill five or higher. So that's really good mm -hmm. uh, considering that the, usually the characters will have five or six weapon skill and you might be hitting on threes in some cases, right? If you're fighting Praetor versus Praetor, now you're hitting on threes, rolling ones. So that's. that's I mean, really again. Good. Start combining, like, start stacking up some of these things, like Sion of the Deathwing and Slayer of Kings and you and Mastercraft Weapon, and you've got a lot of rerolls. That's yourself. right. Yeah, yeah. So you're not gonna you're not gonna miss basically, right? Yeah, um, and, and like, and then the bladed weapons, your your mastery of the blade. Oh man, like you're gonna yep. be hitting on threes and you're gonna be rerolling <laughs> a lot of your misses. Or, yeah, so you know, rerolling misses and yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so uh, Slayers of the Beast, so you can, or Hunters of Beasts, sorry. The model may reroll fail to wound rolls of one when engaged in combat uh, with any model of toughness five or any fail to wound rolls if the target is six or higher. So, I mean, again, like... Talking about demons? Demons and Mechanicum, Mechanicum, yeah. like, 
you know, yeah. Hunters of Beasts would be really good. You just um, go to town with those those uh, Tyrannic Greatswords. That's right. That's right. So, um, I mean, they didn't really put a designer's note on here, but we all know that. I, know. I think it's probably, <laughs> you know, a designer's note for the boat. Yeah, like, you have to build your army accordingly. So, um, I mean, if you're playing fun games and you know you're facing Mechanicum, yeah, you bring the stuff out, right? If you're building an all-comers like, all list. Yeah. Um, it may not be as useful because majority of Marines do not have five toughness or more, right? Yeah. Um, Re Reaper of Hosts. So the model gains plus one attack uh, in any fight subphase in which they begin uh, in base contact with more than one enemy model. Um, so that's good. Um, it can happen quite a bit when you're fighting, you know, usually not first turn unless you're charged. If you're, if you're savvy with like how mm -hmm. you're engaging your yeah. opponent's units you can get them to pile into you that's right, right? That's especially right. So, if they have higher initiatives than you do right yeah uh, yeah yeah so i mean it's not bad um and then the last one the breaker of witches uh so you may reroll to hit and wound rolls in close combat when attacking an enemy affected by a blessing psychic power or an enemy with either psyker or brotherhood of psychers psychic pilot demon or demon of the ruin storm special rule so basically um when you're fighting usually Thousand Sons or Demons. Yep. Um, or anybody that decides to bring a librarian and, you know, they put a blessing on a unit, oh, you, you know, you get this benefit. So, um, and that's, that's all hit and wound rolls. So that's, that's a lot of, yeah. that's a lot of rolls potentially. Um, how do I feel about these? I feel like no, there's not a single one that really jumps out at me and I'm like, oh my God, I have to get this all the time. Right, there isn't one that I'm like, yes, this is going to be a game changer. So that's one thing that I found with the Dark Angels. So I haven't actually gone crazy into the Night Lords, but the Dark Angels, I feel very much so that unlike some of the previous armies that have come out, and I'm going to name names: Thousand Suns, <laughs> Mechanicum, um, and then you have like the White Scars and Blood Angels kind of started that path. And I feel like the Dark Angels were definitely built the way. Majority of, like, most of them, I feel, were attempted to be built for fluff. So to actually flush out exactly what they are, as opposed to thinking about how to make them really good and sell models. You're saying that you feel like the last few black books have had some codex creep in terms of yes. just the, the power level kind of, like, yeah, absolutely. slowly creeping up there. And then this one's more a return to form of like the earlier books where they were built with an idea in mind. This is That's how right. the Legion should, should play. Yeah. And I mean, um, 25 points for these rules that none of them are game breaking isn't cheap. No, they're right? good. They're and, good. And there's a points cost associated to that, it. That's right. So, yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into the right of war. So each right of war, there's six of them. There's right? a lot of them. One, two, three, four five six so there's a right of war for each of the scions basically essentially yeah yeah so that's kind of nice uh again you basically have access to all the generic right of wars rights of war and then these now my question is i'm assuming that these rights of war overwrite the previous rights of war right so i can't just decide did to they take, um what did I, they have previously well, they previously, had two didn't that's they? that's right they had two and i'm looking at them right now so they have the ravening protocol and the iron wing protocol so here they're not called the same things no but they do have a raven wing and an iron wing that's right they do right so war. i feel like i feel the intention was to replace those perhaps but maybe but not i don't know i mean they're not in the book th that's right it doesn't specify so i mean if somebody actually wanted to run the iron wing or raven wing protocol 
Um, I mean, I can't say that I would be able to stop them, right? But um, uh, they I, do it, appear in another official printing of. That's uh, right. Book, book six is where book they are. Six, yeah. So. Yeah. So we were kind of checking out. We were looking for something else. We were checking them out. But uh, okay. So um, what is the? So it says the eschaton imperative. Okay. So this is your dreadwing, uh, dreadwing one. So the the key points of this one is you can take the interruptors, interruptors, the dreadwing unit. As a troop choice. And Legion Destroyer as well. And Legion Destroyer choice as a troop choice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, benefits. Um, all enemy models within 12 inches that uh, can draw a line of sight to an independent character with the Dreadwing Scion are leadership minus one. And this does not affect units that are immune to fear. And it does not stack. Uh, there's this blast, uh, Masters of the Black and Earth. So this is a weird one. So essentially, No Man's Land. Right? Yeah, anything that's not a deployment zone. So No Man's Land is basically difficult terrain. Yeah. Buildings and stuff are not affected. Dangerous terrain is not affected. It's still dangerous terrain. Okay? Impassable terrain, same. That's right. Yeah, nothing changes. So just everything is difficult terrain except the things that are already other things. Um, and then uh, they basically have to place three markers anywhere that's away six inches away from deployment zones and edges and those are dangerous terrain am, am i correct yeah uh the area within that marker within six inches of that marker is dangerous so terrain. basically like 12 inch bubbles they can place three of them uh yeah yeah, yeah. it would be so like a 12 yeah. inch uh, uh circum circumference no yeah. 12 inch diameter yeah. um and that's basically dangerous terrain so this is really good because if you think about it what dreadwing get um, is they can move automatically forward and they reroll failed dangerous terrain tests. So um, it makes it very slow for the enemy to move mm -hmm. and dangerous, especially you can like pile them on the other side. Yeah. Um, then the other thing you can get to is um, all independent characters with this rule may take the following option. So all models in the unit, sorry, all infantry with special uh, Legion Studies Dark Angels that have at least one model with this Dreadwing special rule. So there's a couple of things that like repeat throughout the book and we'll kind of mention that. Basically all benefits apply to Dreadwing, like the Scion units, right? With every right. single right of war, basically. Yeah. All the benefits apply to only to those units. So that means you can get other units. Yeah. But they just don't get this benefit. And usually there's limitations as well, right? Um, so in this case, you can buy rad grenades for 30 points. Uh, per stasis, unit. Per unit. Stasis grenades for 30 points per unit and heavy weapons. Uh, if you have sp heavy weapons, you can take plasma incinerators, which actually aren't at the front, which is really weird. Yeah, I think it's in a unit. They're, uh, they're an upgrade to yeah. the unit. So they're yeah. basically a plasma burner that's 18 inches, but it's heavy D3 plus 4. Yeah. So same thing, strength 4 AP2, ignore cover plasma flames. So uh, you're looking at 5 to 7 shots and uh at 18 inches so that's really good so you could have an entire unit heavy support squad heavy support squad basically yeah um <laughs> with like potentially seven ap2 shots each but see this is this is weird um oh that's any yeah it says any legion astartes dark angel special unit so that's really well no not necessarily because um there's heavy weapons that can be ch taken on uh veterans you can have one in five. Uh, right? So they could technically take the plasma incinerator too. 
I think uh, technically, yeah, because you can take a missile launcher on on the um, the assault platform. Uh, so yeah, I guess stasis, stasis. Uh, no, what's it called? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah, so I well, guess. It, he can actually get it here. I'm trying to think what it's called. Uh, suspenser web. Suspenser Thank you. Web. Yeah. Um, so you could technically give that to him for 25 points. Uh, there's a couple other units, I'm sure, that can get heavy weapons. Yeah. So, I mean, you can get this weapon instead, which is actually really good. Like, yes, it's a heavy weapon, but being able to fire, like, five to seven shots is really good. Yeah. So right. the thing that sticks out here for me uh, in these options is the stasis is the, is the stasis grenades. Well, it says all models in the unit may be equipped with stasis grenades. But we it can't actually a, find a rule a, for stasis grenades. Yeah, That's it gives right. a points cost per unit. But if you go back and check it out, you know, the stasis shells come out of a grenade launcher. Typically, grenade ranges are like 8 inches. Uh, so we're not really sure how they're intending you to, like, what the profile is for a stasis grenade if it's not fired out of a grenade launcher. That's right. So I, this is what I would assume. I would assume that you can't throw it because in the rule book it says that unless it specifies you can't throw a grenade. It does. But if if you read, like, the, the, the stasis anomaly rule, it's all models in a unit hit by one or more weapons with this special rule reduce their initiative. Right. So they... The intention is that you do have to use this before right. you charge something. Yeah, that's really weird. Unless so, the intention is that just if you're charged or assault, like assault grenades. Like a rad grenade? Yeah, like a rad grenade. That's right. Is that the unit is just at, my, at one initiative until the end of that game turn. So I, I honestly don't know. I know like Theo and I have kind of talked about it a little bit before this. Um, I don't think I can really like maybe the intention. I, I can't say there's. Okay, so first, if you know where this rule is. Please tell us, because I've looked in the rule book. We've looked in book six. We've looked in the Legion book. For maybe it's an, it's one of those digital copies of the book that we don't have that sure. get automatically updated. So maybe it's in there. So if you guys know, please tell us so we can. We'll, we'll I'll put a comment in or put a note in somewhere um, as well, uh, because I would like to also know where that rule is. But as of right now, like both make sense. I mean, man, you if, you, to, if you don't even have to use it, like you might have just to use the it? first round of the... Yeah, or like, that's, that's right. Like, that's like, it's so huge. <laughs> like just, rad grenades, it's just... The rad grenades is first round. You don't even have to charge. Rad grenades is first round. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, um, please let us know, because either way, it's, it's it sounds really good. Um, but we can't quite figure out what they actually do. Yeah. Um, so, negatives... Uh, or limitations, not negatives. So your compulsory troop choices have to be Legion Destroyers or Dreadwing Interruptor, Interemptors. I don't know how you can say the other thing, but not that. Because I find that one easier to say. <laughs> the the Hecatonistica. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I don't know. Um, so there's one weird thing here. So, okay. So all compulsory troop choices, all compulsory troop choices must have at least one model with the Dreadwing special rule, the Scion. Right. So, so that's, that's kind of a limitation in all of them. Yeah. So it, you're going to see that, uh, come up kind of a lot. Um, here, your Dreadwing interrupters, they already have your Scion on the Dreadwing special that's rule. Right. But if you do cho choose to, uh, to pick Legion destroyer squads, they don't, you'll have to pay that 25 point tax on your Sergeant of that unit to give him sign of the dreadwing so weird um another weird limitation if an enemy unit that is not falling back in their deployment zone at the end of the game then the opposing player gains plus one victory point or plus three victory points if that unit is a scoring unit 
Yeah. So this is really weird. So basically, if your enemy has at least one unit in their deployment zone, that isn't falling. That back. isn't falling back. Which most likely they're either if they're falling back, they're probably dead because they'll fall run off the board. And if they're not falling back, it could be a vehicle. It could be anything. It doesn't say. Doesn't specify. Then they get one victory point. And if it's a scoring unit, so if it happens to be a tactical squad, it's plus three victory points. So it's this like, is like you need to clear out your opponents. That's right. So, <laughs> like, so it's like if you're his opponent, your troop choice automatically is just going to sit back in their deployment zone, bunker down, go to ground, yeah. hide behind vehicles, because and hope they basically, pass that leadership test. Yeah, you've basically given them an enormous objective. That's, I mean, that that's they have not to even, hold yeah, it's, until it's the end of the turn. So, an extra secondary objective. Yeah, and so a, it's, an expensive one. It's a very expensive one, yeah. right? So, it's definitely a very ex big limitation. I think this is, if I were to say, I don't want to run this, that would be the reason why. Yeah. If I was like, if you're, again, very fluffy, but because Dreadwing have to get there, so I get the limitation. Yeah. But if I'm playing a game to, to win, this would be a tough one to justify because holy smokes, like you're automatically giving your opponent yeah. three victory points. Yeah. Right. Or you have to clear the deployment zone, yeah. like clear. Um, so it's a tough one, but it's, it's interesting for sure. Um, the warlord has to be dreadwing or lion. Uh, all, so this is the other one, all infantry units and independent characters, including in this army. So not just like, Compulsory, all infantry units. Yeah, everything. Must be within a transport vehicle, including those placed in reserve. So, just to kind of specify, your destroyers can't take jump packs. Yeah, so if you took the destroyer squads as your troops, then uh, you wouldn't be able to give them the jump pack upgrade. Not just as troops. Like, if you took them, period. Because they're infantry. Yeah, right. Right? But, like, if you... <laughs> yeah, so if you decided to take them as your compulsory troops instead of the Dreadwing interrupters... Unless... They're then, considered jump infantry. Is jump infantry different than infantry? No, right? They're infantry. I, 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 I think so, too. I, 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 I don't think that changes. I'm not sure if the intention here is to say, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, so, and then the um, the interemptor squad, their dedicated transport is a land raider. <laughs> yeah, so it's an expensive transport. So, that's a very expensive transport. I mean... If you put them in an anvilus draw pod, right? Because they they're really good in anvilus draw pod. Yeah. Um. Then that's your transport. It's cheaper than a land raider, sure. and it delivers them like right where you want them. I mean, you're seeing like the elite first legion represented <laughs> right. in this right of war. You're gonna have a lot of small, like a lot of. Uh, you're not gonna have a lot of units. You're not gonna that's have right. like a, you know, eighty models. I mean, you could run tactical squads and rhinos. Yeah. Right. As your like. For other troop choices. Yeah. Right? But, but probably... But if you're running, like, Dreadwing... Yeah, you're going to have a couple of Land Raiders. Like, yeah, you're going to have a couple of Land Raiders with... And that squad's probably pretty expensive when you start upgrading that's right. and stuff. So. The only downside to me is the Destroyers. That's kind of weird, because you got to put them in Rhinos. Yeah. Um, I always imagine Destroyers with Jump Packs coming down and shooting. Like, maybe that's just, like, a false assumption, but that's how I see them, right? In the stories, that's how they, like, talk about them. Right? Like, Death Guard and, like, they all seem to have jump packs from what I remember. So, I don't know. Kind of weird. But, um, yeah, no transports. Um, and so, then... Yeah, then I'll, the other thing that's going to be very common throughout the rest of these is going to be uh, made on include fortification or allied detachment and uh, no unit from this detachment can be joined by independent characters not part of the detachment. So, 
can you so can you specify that one so you can still like if we had uh sworn sworn brothers or sworn or whatever like the but i can't take an allied attachment though <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the army may not include fortification detachment or allied detachment. And it says no unit from a detachment using this sort oh, of war um, can be joined by an independent character not part of this detachment. Uh, what about like Garrow? He can be taken in an army. Okay. Without like that's like being very a separate detachment. Right? So you could have like you could have like a, a Grey Knight guy, uh, but not uh, you know he wouldn't be his own allied detachment. So this is like literally that. like a rule for every single right of war. Yeah. You can't take fortifications or allies, and no unit from a detachment using this right of war can be joined by an independent character that's not part of this detachment. It's probably that. So, like, the one weird... Like, who would have thought of that? I, maybe they were playtesting it. They just came up with some crazy combos with, like... They're like, I'm going to throw Garrow in here, too. And... I don't know. You never know. E Anyways, yeah. so that's Dreadwing. So what do you think? I mean, I think it's cool. Um, again, the one limitation kind of, like, sucks. It's a lot of points to give away for, like, no reason. Especially where some of the, like, missions can be very low point-costed. Do you know what? I, I feel like they kind of moved away from uh, having, like, um, <coughs> strong restrictions and limitations in, in a lot of the more recent Rights of War that have come out. <laughs> so, yeah. like, to see them kind of move back in this direction, I like it. You know, you, you get something, but you lose something. So, like, there's that balance. There's that give and take in the design of the right of war. So, it, yeah, while it's it's pretty, like, it's pretty... Limiting? Yeah, mean. You know, like, it's kind of yeah, nasty. But that said, though, having, you know, like, all, your, the all entire with plasma burners is pretty damn good. Sure, and the entire right? table is dangerous terrain. Yeah. You know, difficult and dangerous terrain. So. Yeah, that, that's, that is really good. So, when you think about it, yeah, I mean, that's a, a good right of war with a strong limitation but mm -hmm. it's a good right of war yeah so uh steel fist yeah next we got steel fist so this one's your um this one's your iron wing um right of war <clears throat> so the iron brethren is a predator predator strike squads may be selected as compulsory troop choices so not must be but maybe so you can still take other troops as your compulsory if you wanted so do you have to have multiple of them or do you have to have... You, you don't have to buy them any upgrades. You don't have to have um, more than one, right? Nope. You know, uh, so you can just yeah, take like... A single predator. Yeah, you, know, you can just take a single predator with the autocon. So that's like, 75 what, like points, 70 points or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Really cheap. Well, that's that, that's good. Yeah. Um, the only downside is like the Scion of the Iron Wing only applies to Legion of Studies Dark Angels. Yeah. Right? So, interesting. But um, still, I, I think that's cool. Like they can have all... Uh, all vehicles. Yeah. Um, so Marshal uh, of the Steel Fist is independent character models in this detachment with Scion of the Iron Wing grant any transport vehicle in which they embarked six plus invulnerable save or increase an existing save by one. Uh, armored Assault is non-Terminator infantry units except jump infantry or jetpack infantry with ten or fewer models and at least one model with the Scion of the Iron Wing special rule uh, in this detachment may take a Proteus or Phobos Land Raiders dedicated transport. And infantry models or units with 15 or more models may select a Spartan assault tank. So this is basically all units that don't already have this rule. Basically, that can go in a land raider, can take a land raider. Yeah, you just have to buy your sergeant the 25-point Scion of the Iron Wing, and they can now take land raiders as transports. Right, yeah. right. Or you can put a independent character with them and, oh, no. 
No, because it doesn't guarantee that an independent character will be um, in that squad. So I think, yeah, you're right. The characters yeah. would have to have that upgrade, and then uh, you could give them this, uh, yeah, like a Spartan. So again, if you ran this way... Again, a very highly elite, like small yeah. force, right? Because you're paying a lot of points for in those in those transport that's options. That's right. But that's May, so you don't need to do yeah, it. Yeah, and of course, like this is just option. You don't need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're running this Red War, you're probably doing it for that reason. You probably want vehicles. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then lastly, we've got uh, Aegis of Iron. Uh, whenever a unit from this detachment uh, that includes at least one model with iron sign of the Iron Wing uh, is embarked upon a transport vehicle that suffers damage, uh, maybe re-roll pinning tests or armor saves that result from that damage. So if you get blown out of your ride, you get to re-roll your... Or shaken. Uh, that's a leadership check. Oh, yeah, that's right? different. Because you're inside of it. That's right. The that's pinning right. test happens when your vehicle gets destroyed. You're right. You're so right. you get to re-roll that pinning test, and if you get blown up, you know, any failed armor saves that you take, uh, you get to re-roll those. Uh, so then uh, the limitations on this one are um, infantry units in the army must begin the game deployed in a transport vehicle with the tank type that has sufficient transport capacity to carry them. Um, so if you're putting your units in reserve, you don't need to... Um, you don't need to have transports, but if you're putting them on the board, you must have a transport for them. Yeah. 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 Uh, no more than a single unit of each of the following types may be included uh, in this right of war. So bikes, jet bikes, flyers. So you can still take those units, but you can only take one of each. Uh, so is that is that like one of each? So I could take one unit of bikes, one unit of jet bikes, one flyer, or... No yeah, more no more than a single unit each. of each of the following. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you can take a bike unit outriders you could take a jet bike unit and you could take a flyer, a flyer. Yeah. uh at least half of the units in the army must consist entirely of vehicles with the tank type which so, makes it easy the fact that your compulsory troop choices can be predators uh yeah yeah yep uh cannot take fortification or allied detachment and cannot be joined by independent characters not part of this detachment so again the same yep. same two so i mean it, we talk about this one so um so it says independent character models in the detachment grant any transport vehicle that embarked the six plus invulnerable save or plus one to an invulnerable save. So you have to, so that's only transports, right? Your regular vehicles don't get this ability, um, but you do have the ability to run um, tanks as troops. So, I mean, uh, I think this is kind of a little bit different than the than the generic one because the generic one mainly is, is majority of the vehicles, right? Where this one is, you have troops that have to be in, vehicles right and then you have vehicles of support that are also troops right and we all know the predators um like they're not the hardest to kill but when you have a lot of them and you have other threats like you're going to have a lot of troop choices in this army yeah. and you're going to have lots of opportunities to score and with predators being able to score yeah they, they can be difficult to remove sometimes yeah right so i do really like this one it's not like crazy limiting you can still get a bunch of other units but you get benefits. Uh, the benefits aren't insane, but the limitations aren't bad either. So I think this is one that um, I would like to see on the board somewhere. I'm sure somebody would love running <laughs> right? this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just having Spartan as Spartan tanks as a dedicated track. For your, for your like, tactical squad. Yeah, like, I'm going like, to take a big tactical yeah, squad. Yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Let's talk about... <clears throat> I'm not going to complain about armies like Mechanicum with hoplites and haywire all over the place because... I've done that before. But even and, even and, an army that was specifically designed to be able to deal with a lot of heavy armor like that mm-hmm. could struggle against an army like this because there's just so much. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, yeah. 
yeah, uh, your Spartan may not survive a turn, but your Predators will. But you've got right? two more of them. That's right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like... yeah. And then remember too, guys, there's just one thing that I find that people sometimes forget. So let's say I have a unit of two Predators, okay? And you drop, and they're like kind of sitting there, and you drop your Hoplites next to my one Predator. Well, all the first shots as you go get allocated to that first Predator. But as soon as the Predator dies, he provides cover for your second Predator, okay? So your second Predator can now start taking cover saves as long as, so if the unit of hoplites, let's say, wants to come out in the open and fire at both, they'll kill them, but then they're going to be in the open and they're going to die the next turn, right? Where the other way, once he starts actually allocating attacks to the second one, um, the first one actually will provide cover. Sure. Right? So, um, I, I don't know. I've seen it happen a couple of times where people get surprised by this, but I've seen lots of good players take, you know, use this as an advantage. So if you want to put your hoplites in the open and be able to see both tanks, then you blow them out of the water, right? But your hoplites are going to die, right? And I talk about hoplites because they're the worst unit in the game. I run them with my Mechanicum, but I've got, I I've... hate I hate running them. I literally like hate running them. They're some beautiful are... units, beautiful models, Still but getting painted right now. Too, yeah, so. yeah. Anyways. Storm of War. Okay, so this is a... Um, what's what's this one? Uh, this one would be your sign of Stormwing. Stormwing, that's right, that's right. So you make snapshots at Ballista's kill of two. Okay, so um, it's kind of big. Uh, so all Legion Tactical Squads and Assault Squads selected as compulsory troop choices consisting of at least 20 models may include a Centurion. So the Centurion can't get any console upgrades, but otherwise, and may not be your Warlord, but otherwise acts the same and may not leave the unit during the game. So um, you're not putting him in the transport, right? Because it's, well... No, you could, well, you could, Spartan? they would fit in a Spartan. Right. Yeah. Um, but you have to have 20 models. So you can, you can get a Centurion um, and put it in the unit. He can't be, well, he can still be picked out by like precision shot, but he, he can't leave. He's basically part of that unit, yeah. right? No, he can't take a console upgrade, but he can still take, uh, he can still give free weapons, to take you can give weapon and, armor, and armor yeah. upgrades and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, um, the, the little baby mini characters running around, yeah. you're probably going to buy him Sion of the Stormwing, too. Um, um, well, I think you probably have to, you probably have to, <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's 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 go, go to that right away. Um, all compulsory troop choices in this detachment must include at least one model that has the so Stormwing special rules. So you'll probably be buying him Stormwing, him or the other character, but why not give it to the Centurion? Right? Yeah, exactly. The Centurion's <laughs> going to have a little bit more sticking power than That's a right. one-wound sergeant. So. so it says all Praetors and uh, Centurions in this detachment may attempt to issue a single order. So orders affecting the units uh, that he's joined, so with no given unit able to benefit from more than one order, so once an order has been successfully issued to a unit, any further orders issued to it fail. So you basically can't issue multiple orders on the same unit, right? Uh, so if you have two characters in there, only one of the orders will apply. Yep. Uh, and then to, successful, to successfully issue an order, a model must declare that it intends to pass a leadership test. Um, if it passes, it it's it's good. Um, and it affects the until your next turn. So the full, like... Full game turn. Full game turn plus whatever. Until the beginning of your next turn. Yeah. Um, and it only again applies to the Legion Tactical Squad or Legion Assault Squad that the model has joined, right? Yep. Uh, is this true? Only affect issuing model and the Legion Tactical Squad or Legion Assault Squad which it has joined. Yes. So um, you can do hold the line, 
So you declare at the start of your movement phase, and you cannot be engaged in combat. If you issue it, you gain feel no pain, 6+, plus, but may not move. So this one's interesting because it doesn't actually say uh, feel no pain, 6+, plus, or plus 1. Yeah, it just says feel no pain, 6+. Yeah. Plus. So, so it's not making your apothecary's uh, feel no pain right. better. That's and, right. And I would say that that... I would agree with that because there's other rules that do similar things, but actually tells you it's plus one. Yeah. So, uh, so volley fire. So you do this in your shooting phase and you can only do it on your tactical squad. So you may fury of the Legion, even if you had moved, but not disembarked or embarked in the same turn. So, um, you can move your unit and then get in within, uh, the rapid fire range. And then you can fury of the Legion with your tactical. Squad. It also says you can't run either. That, that's right, that's right. I just assume that you can't shoot if you run. But yeah, they do specify that, so that's kind of nice. So um, it, it's, it's a good one, right? Because you can move and... The best thing range. about Fury of the Legion is being in rapid-fire range that's when you right. do it. Because 40 shots is still... It's <laughs> yeah, 40 shots. Right? That's or a it, lot of it, shots. Sorry, you're going to have 80 shots because these have to be 20-man right, right, right. squads. 80 shots, you're right. So, you know, and it's, it's pretty difficult <coughs> to have somebody walk to within rapid-fire range of you and get to Fury of the Legion. So this is nice because now you can move get yourself into that range and still do it. That's right. I mean, maybe and who not, doesn't love, maybe not all 20 models would be in range. Probably that's not. A lot. It, that's, that's a big <laughs> footprint, but I yeah. mean, who doesn't love, you know, throwing down 80 dice, 80 bolter shots. That's and right. Just, you know, so yeah, that that's right. Cool. So, so that, that one's really neat. Um, full assault. So you do this in the assault phase, um, may only be used if not engaged at the start of that phase. And if issued, you gain furious charge and furious charges. It's plus one strength. Plus one strength. Yeah. So um, that's really good. Right. Um, again, it only applies to uh, tactical or assault squads. So in this case, it would be good for the assault squads. Right. Yeah, when you're charging. Right. And in field reserves. So you declare at the beginning of the turn, if a unit is in reserve. So this is one of the only rules that like applies when the unit is actually off the table. Yeah. So it's interesting. But, well, there's a couple of units to do. But, um, and then, um, regardless of the current turn number. So this is an interesting one. Regardless of the current turn number. So turn one. So turn one. And if successfully issued, the unit automatically passes its reserve test and gains the outflank special rule. So it says regardless of the current turn number. So it definitely can be turn one. And you gain outflank and you can come in. So tactical squad and legion assault squad can both utilize this and just come in and outflank, mm -hmm. right? And 20... As long as you can pass the leadership 9 test, yeah. That's right. Or centurions have 9? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, I mean... It can that, be and that's great. That's really... A, that's a but really it could be a Praetor too. Right? A Praetor so could be attached leisure, to that squad. Yeah, yeah. leadership test. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? So... Um, I mean, and that's a really aggressive move, right? To come in with a big block... 20-man squad. Think about doing this with multiple units, right? Like, yeah. Two 20-man squads uh, coming in, outflanking, like, into your opponent's plum zone or turn one. It's a very yeah. bold, aggressive move and <laughs> might uh, yeah. leave a lot of pe people panicking, like, oh, what do I do? Yeah, well, you got to deal with them, Yeah, right? And you got to deal with that tactical squad because they could have, they, they still have grenades, right? So next turn, crack grenades can still damage majority of vehicles, right? Yeah. Assault squads could have Alta bombs, so they can threaten any vehicle then, right? So you yeah. gotta deal with them, and that's that's kind of nice because anytime you're really like your opponent's reacting to you, right? Yeah, and like, and anytime you make them make the tough decisions, there's more chance that they're gonna make mistakes, yeah. right? Um, limitations so again, all compulsory troop choices must include at least one model with the storming special rule. Um, no unit selected as compulsory troop ch uh, choices 
can mess, must take dedicated or may take dedicated transports, which so you can't buy the dedicated uh, Spartan, <laughs> right? Well, that was from the other Red War. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. You're right. So You're it right. says no unit selected as compulsory troop choice. Remember, you only have two compulsory troop choices. That's right. Right. The the other four troop choices that you get are not compulsory. So, but you could still couldn't you still put them in a land raider? Spartan. So you could take a compulsory troop choice and still put him in a heavy support Spartan. Spartan. Yeah. And you can put him in reserves and outflank and come on the side. I think... He's looking at me weird, but I like, think that only applies to a dedicated transport, not just a heavy support transport. I think you can start in any transport. Okay, we're going to look at this up well, later. Well, yeah, we'll look at that later. Actually, let us know, because we're not going to look it up. I I'm thinking you can, but you may be right, and like the of the like rules may I only think the apply to rule only applies to a dedicated dedicated. Transport. So, we'll we'll look it up. So we just looked it up. It is dedicated transport. So specifically says if a unit deploys inside a dedicated transport, they may outflank. Yeah. So you can put it in <laughs> yeah, a Spartan. To, and, oh, I mean, totally! I was like, this is awesome. Bring like two Spartans on shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. So you can't do that. Yeah. Oops. Okay. Um, that would that would have been fun. I would have liked that. <laughs> um, next, so the warlord again uh, has to be stormwing or lion. You may not take fortifications. Uh, same thing. Uh, the army must include more legion assault squads or tactical squads combined than the total number of all other units selected. Any centurion selected do not count. So this one is interesting actually because okay, so let's talk about this one. So it must include more legion assault squads or Legion Tactical Squads than the total number of all other units selected. So, so you're going to be filling out your troop slots. Maybe not with the... You're going to have to have the two big 20-man squads. Mm -hmm. But then you're probably maybe, if you wanted to save points and use those elsewhere in your list, you maybe have your, your four other tactical squads. So you've got six troop choices total... But you're going to be limited with the other units, right? Well, how many and other units can you really take? You can take, like, an HQ and then, you know, fast attack and heavy support choices. Those things are pretty expensive already, right? So you're not you're probably not taking three of each. You're, you're going to get a couple yeah, here and yeah. there. Yeah, so definitely so. it's 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 definitely so more of all assault squads. I like, tactical squads. I really like this Bright of War because when we first started, like, the first book came out, mm -hmm. the way that I imagined Horus Heresy games going down was, like, 20 80 Marines. Marines. Yeah just blasting each other with bolters all game long and like the game's kind of really moved away from that like a lot of rule of cool and like really awesome units that they've come out really neat things and it's just really moved away from that and this brings me back to like this yeah. is how you're designing your list you're designing your list with big big squads yeah. and you're shooting your army your your opponent down with <laughs> bolters and and yeah like you know assault squads coming out outflanking turn mm -hmm. one with melt the bombs you know, they can threaten anything. Yep. So I, I really like this Rite of War. The only downside to this Rite of War, I think, is if... Uh, um, like, Marines are easy to kill. Yeah, they right. are, right? But, I mean, it, you're not restricted from not taking, like, Terminators, right? You can take those units, too. They just can't have more of those units total than you have of your... Troops. So the other thing too is like you could uh, run the lion, right? And he gains outflank too, mm -hmm. right? Because if you put it with a squad of tactical marines or assault squad marines, right? He'll gain outflank with them. And so first turn you can have him in face 
as long as you pass your 10 leadership with the lion, which you hope you do, right? You still need an independent character because he doesn't technically have scion yeah, rule, right? right? So you still need an independent character or a character with that rule. But, I mean, you could have your whole army outflank first turn right next to the enemy. And one of those things could be the lion. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's cool, right? It you could be right brutal. there. And the lion is amazing in combat. So... Um, this is a nice one. Uh, if I felt like painting 160, Marines, uh, yeah. 120 Marines, I guess, um, I would definitely like to play this one because, um, it would be really, really cool to play. And I mean, I hope your opponent knows that you're running it too, because then they can maybe build something as well. That's just as fun and not just, you know, yeah. all AP2, AP3, let's just massacre Marines like, like nothing, right? Um, next one. So, Unbroken Vow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, interesting so, name. Is there going to be a Broken Vow one? I think there. I, the I think there's definitely possible that uh, <laughs> that you could uh, be breaking the vow. Because this uh, is definitely the Deathwing one. Yeah. So this is your Deathwing right of war, and uh, your veteran squads and Legion Terminator squads may be selected as troops choices, which I love in this detachment. Yeah. So again, maybe. So they don't have to be. Yeah. But maybe. Um, and uh, Marshal the Unbroken Vows, independent characters of the Legion of Stardust Dark Angels, Sign of the Deathwing, gain plus one attack will, while within 12 inches of an objective. So that's really nice. Yeah, I mean, 12 inches is a pretty big bubble. If there's multiple objectives across the table, like five or six, then you know, you've got a good portion of the table where you get plus one attack. Um, <clears throat> and death is not the end. Any unit with Legion of Stardust Dark Angels, special rule, that has at least one model with sign of the Deathwing special rule, uh, gains Feel No Pain 6 plus, uh, while it has at least one model within 6 inches of any objective. And if it already has Feel No Pain, it increases that by 1. So, so this is what I was talking about, right? You could put an Apothecary in a Tactical Marine squad? Yeah. Now you have 4 plus Feel No Pain. Yeah. When you're within 6 inches of an objective. But you and should be there holding that objective anyways. Yeah, so, so it, like I like that it specifies that it, it you only have to have a model, not the entire unit. So it, it makes it very clear that this is how they're intending it for it to work. And yeah, you could get up to like four plus female pain. Yeah, right? which yeah. is which is awesome, awesome, right? Um, so like your limitations in this one is uh, all compulsory troop choices uh, uh, must be filled by Legion veteran squads or Legion terminus squads. Okay, so I take back what I said earlier. It says maybe selected well, they, well, as troops, but but, it says, but what it says they may be selected as troop choices, but you have to have them as compulsory troop choices. Yeah. So you could technically have a veteran squad, two veteran squads as your compulsory troops. You could have four tactical squads as your troops, but then you could also have more veteran and terminator squads as elites. Yeah. Right? So I think that's kind of the intention of it. So they have to be your compulsory troops, but they don't have to be just troops. They could still be elites yeah. um, if you want to fill your army with all troops. Uh, so all compulsory troop choices with Legion of Stars Dark Angels uh, must include at least one model sign of the Deathwing special rule. Okay, so again, your compulsories have to be veteran squads or terminator squads you're going to have to pay that 25-point tax for your sergeant just to give him sign of the Deathwing. That's right. And just to, like, uh, reiterate, the Deathwing special rule is the character. Um, so any model with the special rule uh, may reroll, first fail to hit roll on any phase while they're engaged in a challenge. Right. So... Uh, <clears throat> after deployment has been completed, Dark Angels player must place a single objective at the center of the table, uh, and at the end of the game... Or, or, sorry, at the end of any game turn in which the Dark Angels player does not control this objective, a unit that includes at least one model with the sign of the Deathwing special rule, uh, the opposing player gains one victory point or three 
if the opposing player controls that objective. So this is an extra objective on top of the normal ones. And this one's very punishing for the Dark Angels player if you aren't controlling that objective. Because you gain no bonus whatsoever from controlling that objective all game. And if you don't control it, you give up one point a turn or three points per turn if your opponent can control it. That's right. So this is kind of weird. Uh, this one I don't like. It's this is um, this is because, incredibly punishing. Well, for a couple of reasons I don't like it. One, what does it do? Like, is it the same as the other objectives in the game? Because there's lots of different missions in the rule book. Half of them are objective missions. One of them, the objectives are scored every turn. The other one, objective is scored like it's only an objective in the opponent's deployment zone, right? Mm -hmm. The one where you put it in the deployment zone. So that one is worth I think five victory points. And then there's the ones where. Well, there are like missions where they have varying um, objective objectives points, as well, right? right? So, so technically, like if I were to assume, I would assume yes, this just follows the same rule as whatever objective is currently in the game. But there's lots of missions where there is no objectives, right? So, in in that case, like, how much is that objective, how much is this worth, objective at the worth at the end of the game, right? Because if it's a kill point mission, then is it worth one point, two points, three points? Like it doesn't say. So you would assume one point, but then the opposing player can like control it. Oh man! If for like the game for a kill point game and just controlling the center objective for five turns, I'd be like, I got fifteen points plus whatever I killed. Yeah, like it's like it's crazy. So I feel like this one needs to be flushed out more. They need to. It'd be nice like, if they clarified that, but man, like that like is maybe that is end a, of the game. Okay, I could see like if the opponent just gets these points at the end of the game. Okay. Like, it's still... Like, we talked about the the other one, where you lose points. You're like, talking about them changing. That's right. I'm talking about them changing it. Like, I can yeah. see that. But it, it, like, it is... It, that's a very punishing... Like, uh, right now, man. like, all game, you have to sit on an objective. And it does nothing for you, most of the game. Except it could do crazy things against you, right? So, yeah. it's, it's definitely a weird one. I really feel this is a weird one. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, not... Just the limitation. Like, I like the actual... Um, I like the actual right of war. I just don't like that limitation. Again, it's... I like the give and take of things, but like again, this one feels really like it's a little bit overtuned for uh, against the Dark Angel yeah, player. Yeah. yeah, and then if you guys decide to put comments on on YouTube um, and and talk about this, just make sure you mention that you're talking about this right of war, so Unbroken Vow or any of the other ones, and just you know maybe we're not reading this correctly. I don't know. So uh, let us know, and then. Uh, I'll mention it again in the next next round that we do next video or next podcast and and definitely let me know or message us or message me directly like on on Instagram or or Facebook just message and and let me know because I definitely um I don't quite understand the intention of that one yeah, that because it, it seems pretty punishing and pretty like limiting so there's a few more uh limitations again very similar must include uh, army's warlord must include sign of the deathwing or be Lionel Johnson uh no detachment can be joined by independent characters. None of this detachment. However, it says the army may not include an allied detachment. It doesn't say anything about fortifications. So maybe what you do here is you grab a fortress of redemption, you drop it right in the center Wait, of the you, table. Are you able to put it in the center of the table? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I was just like, I'm just spitballing here. But you know what? You're right. <laughs> like I didn't, maybe I didn't you actually sit catch your fortress that. of redemption and I, you just sit in it with your all your terminators and you say, come at me. I didn't actually catch that at all. So let me, uh, I don't know. Do they even have a force, fortress of defense? 
um, Fortress of Redemption on here. Uh, to be honest, I'm not too I familiar with do. all of the fortifications that are available in 30k. Because so. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the rules actually right now. But, but I, I, I just thought, you know, maybe like... That's yeah, let us know. I'm not going to look at this rule because it's. Yeah. I don't even think the Fortress of Redemption is actually in the book. Um, but it would be pretty... Uh, I'm looking at it right now, but it's not... It's definitely not. So, yeah. um, I mean, if you do find something and t tell me, because I'm I'm actually interested if that's something that's possible that you can just put in the middle and then you fight over it. Huh? Interesting. <laughs> um, okay. What the Seeker's Arrow? So this is the um, Firewing one, right? Yes. <coughs> firewing Firewing Red of War. So uh, oh, no, 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 this, this is, is the Ravenwing. Sorry, yeah. <coughs> Ravenwing. So Jetbike Skyhunter Squadrons and Legion Outriders are may be selected as troop choices. So not comp compulsory ones, but I'm going to look and see all compulsory troop choices with the Legion of Studies, Dark Angel Special Rule must include Ravenwing Scion. So I guess they don't have to be compulsory ones, but you can choose them as your troops. So, I mean, I would probably take them as compulsory troops. Um, independent characters may with the Scion of Ravenwing may take hit and run for 20 points. So this is an extra hit 20 points, and then you get hit and run. Um, Which, uh, uh, does that confer to the squad? Like a unit that they join as well? I, I think so, yeah. Um, I, I think, don't Outriders automatically come with hit and run? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. But, uh, I yeah, don't really so use a lot of jet bikes. So. It's, it's a nice rule. Um, or bikes altogether. Really. So um, if you have the Sound of Ravenwing special rule, um, the, the, the unit gains outflank. And arise from reserves on a roll of two plus, right? That's nice. <coughs> That's really nice. Um, not not first turn, like the other one. Yeah. But two plus is still way better That's than three plus. Awesome. Yeah. And then it says, uh, any unit that has the Ravenwing rule adds plus two to the following. So it says run slash turbo boost to one. They get to choose one of each of the following. That's right. Each game turn. Yeah. So run or turbo boost charge distance. Or consolidation move. So so here's that. So what, what what's thrust? Yeah. So here's where what we were getting thrust? into that thrust thing because I was like, it says run slash turbo boost, but like over here under the sign of the Raven Wing is run fallback or thrust distance. So you like, can so with know. the Raven Wing you can reroll run fallback or thrust, and here you get plus two to run turbo boost, charge or consolidation. Yeah. I have no clue what thrust is. I have no idea. Is it a jump pack thing? Is thrust a jump pack thing? Or is it included in a Mechanicum? Jetpack units. Jetpack units. Have thrust. Okay, we found it. I literally opened it to the page. So jetpack units have thrust move. So a thrust move is the move they can make in the assault phase. It's 2d6 inches and they can make in the assault phase. So, so the only things that I can think of that have jetpacks are like the Mechanicum. Yeah, there's Mechanicum guys. units that have jetpacks. Like... Um, Phalax. Toughness five guys. Uh, yeah, Phalax. Um, <clears throat> what marine units have thrust? I don't know. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if we get into this, uh, may not include fortification or allied detachment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so how do you feel about this one? Um, it's good, right? Um, like, you're going to see a lot of jet bikes and outriders. So you're going to probably see jet bikes with acid shells. You're going to see outriders with the repeater. Yeah. Repeaters. Outflanking, yeah, um, plus, doing a lot of damage. Plus two inches to like charges, 
is, is amazing. Like and and all bikes, all bikes, from what I know, in jet bikes do have two close combat weapons as well, right? All of them come with a chainsword and a bolt pistol. So yeah. most of your jet bikes and bikes have two attacks base. So when you're charging, they have three. Um, getting plus two is really really good. Um, plus two inches is, is really good. Mm -hmm. uh, you, I mean, you ignore difficult terrain. You you do take dangerous terrain tests, but you ignore difficult terrain. So um, it's it's really really good. Really controlling good. movement phase is really underrated, <clears throat> uh, but it can win you games. That's right, and then also you can have and, hit and, and run. And this is this is a right? and this is a highly mobile <laughs> army. army. And, and then you can buy them hit and run, so you could you like get move yourself... engage. Yeah, can't be shot at. Yeah, right. And then you hit and run the end of that next turn, and then you move, shoot, and charge again. Yeah. Right, you get that extra attack. So it's definitely an interesting army. I mean, yeah, you're gonna lose models when you're engaging, but if you're engaging right you're saving your units because jetpacks have two plus armor, yeah. right? So you're charging into a unit that you didn't make fall back and nobody can shoot at you. They can't hurt you unless they're charging you with their elite units. But I'm hoping that you're pitting your elite units against his elite units. Like if you put the lion in this army. I don't know if you really would. Yeah, honestly. I don't know. It doesn't actually say. Um, I don't know if you would. Not not in this army. You're, you're building this army to do one thing. That's like bring a lot of bikes. And uh, yeah. 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 I mean, the lion can't go on a bike. Yeah, I would <laughs> watch. Them. They come up with a lion model on the bike and cons before them, con, it? Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you can't do that. So, um, <laughs> okay. it, it's a really cool one. I like it. I'll definitely like. I would run it. I would build uh, an army like this. And uh, I mean, I have a white scar army, so I don't know how many more bikes I want. But it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a nice, nice list to to run. Not crazy limitations, and you know, not the benefits are good. You do pay for them. It's expensive. Yeah. Right. Like you're if if you want the Ravenwing special rule and hit and run, like you're paying four to five points. Yeah. Like that's a lot. Yeah. But um, they're they're good. All right. So the last one's uh, the Serpent's Bane. Uh, okay. So we have Strike Force. Uh, this one is your Firewing. Mm, Firewing. That's right. Uh, right of War. Um, so your Legion Seeker squads and Firewing Enigmatis cadres may be taken as troop choices in a primary attachment against Right of War. At the start of the game, controlling player must select three enemy HQ elite or Lord of War choices priority targets. Uh, all units in this detachment that include at least one model of the Scion of the Firewing special rule add one to all wound or armor penetration roll against those priority targets. And if the enemy doesn't have enough of those uh, HQ elite or Lord of War choices, then you can just pick um, as many that you need to fill those three choices from your opponent's army list. Uh, Marshals of the Ever-Burning Flame is independent characters uh, with Legion of Stardust, Dark Angels and Sign of Firewing gain plus one attack when locked in combat with with the priority target and uh, forward deployment protocols up to three troop choices that include at least one model with Sign of the Firewing special rule chosen by the controlling player may be given the Infiltrate special rule uh, and if deployed um, no more than 17 inches from a priority target, gain the Rage special rule until the end of the second game turn. So they get Rage for two turns. Now, the thing that's really difficult about that is that it says you can be deployed no more than 17 inches uh, with your Infiltrate rule, which means that you have to be out of sight, out of line of sight. And that's really difficult to do. That's with right. An with the way, like, the ruins all have holes in them and the way, like, the terrain works, it's... Like, don't get me wrong, The actually the Firewing Enig Enigmatis Cabal is only three models. It's only three models. So, like, those you could probably get close, maybe, but... Uh, but, I mean, like, as, as, like, somebody that uses a lot of infiltrators, like, I know how difficult it can be to, like, yeah. 
to get a unit out of line, completely out of line of sight of like everything in your opponent's army. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, so you often like end up putting yourself in that eighteen-inch line. Okay, so the uh, limitations on this one uh, is uh, all compulsory troop choices must be filled by either Legion Seeker squads or Legion Assault squads. I, I like that. Like, Seekers are awesome. Yeah, Seekers are great. Right? You can't get the Enigmatis Firewing squads as uh, compulsory troops. No, so you're going to have to take at least a couple yeah, like, Seekers. But, but Seeker or... squads are awesome. Yeah. Right? So I really I like them. And then with Parody Targeting, they're really good. Yeah. Uh, compulsory troop choices in this attachment with Legion of Stars. Dark Angels must include at least one model with the sign of the Firewing. So again, you're going right, yeah. to pay that tax. Warlord have to be Firewing or Lionel Johnson. Yeah. Uh, can only claim so this victory. Is weird. This yeah. One, yeah, this one. Yeah, this is one other one of those pretty tough uh, limitations. Can only so the army using this right of war. So Dark Angels player can only claim victory at the end of the game if all three priority targets are destroyed or otherwise removed from play as casualties. If any remain on the battlefield at the end of play, then the Dark Angels player loses the game, regardless of victory points accumulated or other conditions in play. So this one's like, so, you got to kill those things. Yeah, so like, you you have to kill those things, and they have to be either Lord of War, HQ, or Elite, yeah. right? So if the guy has like an HQ and two Elites, okay, maybe you pick those, but some Lord of Wars can be really difficult to remove, right? Because um, it could be a Primarch. It could right? be a Primarch, It could yeah. be a Primarch, right? Um, and if you don't remove them, it doesn't matter how much you outplay your opponent, you lose. So, again, it's one of those that it's it's weird. It's cool in the sense that it's very fluffy. Like, you're running Firewing to destroy these. Yeah. What I thought, when I started reading that rule, I thought, oh, so all I have to do is kill those three units and I win. And if I don't kill those three units, I lose. But that's not it at all if you have I, to do that if i kill them and still achieve the objective that's right so <clears throat> i think that's a little tough sometimes well you have to declare what those units are at the beginning of the game that's as right. well and again you like a savvy opponent's gonna be like okay well i'm gonna do my best to try and keep those safe if you pick my super scary uh like elite um unit that i bring into combat and and my death star mm -hmm. that i use for everything you know what okay maybe i'll just Maybe I'll, just sit back. Maybe I'll yeah. just sit back this game and, and try and achieve the objectives and keep them alive, knowing that if you don't kill it, as long as I get some of the objectives, I've won. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about like, let's talk about how the game's played. So if you play the game, like it's in, like we talk about fun playing games, you won't have an opponent that just sits back and hides a unit that's meant to be in combat. Yeah. Okay. But if you bring this list to like a competitive tournament, which, you know, everybody's split on this. I find the community split on this. Lots of people talk, and if you mention competitive 30k, they literally, like, hackles. Like, I, I imagine a cat that turns into a werewolf, and you're shunned immediately. Where, on the other hand, you have these players that like to play to win in, like, competitive games, and, <clears throat> you know, they hate the idea of fluffy games, right? So you definitely have both. And then you have us in the middle where I definitely love to play those competitive games, but on the other hand, like, I see this as a very fun uh, right of war that I can use, but I would hate to, like, bring it just to a fun game and then literally have his Death Star sit back in a Spartan or have his, like, Scoria with 
a bunch of guys sit back and not do anything the whole game and he literally just like throws meat shield after meat shield after meat shield everything ahead of me so I can't kill that unit because then it becomes a really boring game because then he's not actually playing the game to win he's playing the game for me to lose which isn't technically how the game should be played beer, so, beer and pretzels warhammer I'd be throwing everything I could at at uh, yeah at and, you, and that's right? exactly what we're doing but, here right yeah, so I mean, yeah. um so I mean I really do like this right of war I really really do like the 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 seekers are awesome running them as troops like you never get to do that like how much fun is that running these squads that are so good and are and with the plus one benefit to 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 wound or armor penetration rolls right and then what else do they get they get another benefit now that I firewings um <clears throat> hatred characters hatred characters or hatred that unit um that's really good right but on the other hand you know depending on your opponent bring this you know knowing that the opponent like play the right opponent and then you'll have a blast you both will probably have a blast playing this playing this game um units yeah let's go through the units now so yeah okay yeah yeah so inner circle knights so these are the guys that uh you've seen before their rules were kind of out there yeah they um, teased them they teased them yeah so uh they're terminators cataphracti they all get plasma casters and the tyrannic great swords and the plasma so i'll just stop right here and i'll say the one thing that i like and don't like about the dark angels is they have so many rules that are different from all the other legions right because the first bunch of legions and halfway through most of the legions are all the same and then you started getting like mechanicum who was very different you started getting um you know uh what are, what are they called the the talons of the emperor which are different yeah um so dark angels are kind of like that you'll have all these new weapons that your opponent will not know what they are unless they've read this in detail because if you skim it you're not going to know what they are so warning don't take advantage of your opponents right let them know what your units do let them know that these terminators can overwatch because no cataphractic terminator other than the death guard can overwatch and these guys can right like don't be that guy that sits there and is like i can overwatch with my kind of factors and i reroll those like plasma shots right so that said um plasma caster 12 inch range strength 4 ap2 assault 2 which is amazing ignore cover and then plasma flame is you can reroll your overwatch attacks so these guys are um are they specific scion they're not uh, right <clears throat> uh it's uh <laughs> Sorry, maybe I, I got lost there. Um, Plaza Caster, yeah, special rules are stubborn adamantium. We'll order exemplars. It's in there. It's in the order exemplars. Um, so order exemplars as, as a special rule is when an inner circle knight synobium is selected before play has begun as part of Legions of Stardis, a single option from the scions of the, you can say that one because I Hecatonistica. Uh, special rule must be selected for the unit. So these are the these are the, that second list that we went through. Uh, so you have to pick one of those. But what about the other scion? But uh, the and they so they get that for no points cost. So you don't have to pay that that points cost. But you they're not scion of, of the Deathwing. So but they're all characters too. So it says order preceptor industry character order Cenobites infantry character. Yeah. So, so you that means you can them... buy them. And I think. You would have to buy that per, on a per model basis. Yeah, let's let's look at that here. Hexagrammaton. Um, independent character with special rule may 
select a single option for, for 25 points. So you could buy it for them or a character. So it depends which one you want to buy it. But what if you wanted to buy it Stormwing? So a model with a special rule yeah. and all models in the unit, so you would only have to buy it for one, can make snapshots of a skill two. And you get to reroll. Yeah. Right? So, But again, you have five models and you would have to pay 25 points per model. Well, no, you only need one. Uh, it says a model with this special. Oh, and all models. Yeah, model yeah, and okay, unit. Yeah. 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 So you would only need to buy one. It can be any one. It doesn't have to. I guess it depends on which one you're picking because some right. of them are specific. Because some of them only uh, the specific. Model. I mean, yeah. you could buy it like all of them could have the, you know, Deathwing. You so, know what? That's, that's a. Ooh. But that's an expensive one, right? That, well, that's scary. Yeah. But the Overwatch one is scary. Yeah. Because right? you could take it for 25 extra points. You could still add an additional five guys for 45 points a piece. So that's a 10 man squad. They all can overwatch. They ignore, they reroll their overwatch and they reroll the hits and they overwatch on Blitzkill 2. Yeah, nobody um, wants to charge that. Unit. No, and they have <laughs> Blitzkill 4, so they hit on threes when normally. So that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Right? Um, and Amantium Will is great. Stubborn is great. Um, they still get the other rule, one of them for free. So I mean, like, I don't know. I, I don't think there's one that I would be like, yes. This one is better than others. I mean, the plus one attack on any turn, which it is charged, works really, really good. So again, good, you just stand right? there and you're like, charge me, come at me, bro. Yeah, charge me, right? <laughs> so like you come out of your Spartan, let's say with this unit, you charge, you kill whatever you charge. And then if they decide to charge you, they're going to get hurt because mm -hmm. you're going to overwatch, you're going to reroll, and then plus one attack is, is really, really good. Let's say if you decided to do the Icon of Resolve, it is great. I mean, there's lots of other ones that are that are really good too. So, um, yeah, you, you have customization options That's right. for this. And, uh, and I mean, let's say you're fighting. Um, uh, let's say you're fighting <sighs> demons or something. Maybe you buy the 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 breaker of witches, right? So you have adamantium will, and you can reroll again. Then you go back to that designer's note, though. You're supposed to be <laughs> supposed I'm, to be. But, but picking, I mean, like right? you know, let's say you're you know playing um, beer and pretzels game. Go ahead, man. Well, no, but but let's say we're playing uh, 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 what you call a campaign where you're fighting demons, right? You're fighting word bearers and demons. Yeah, you're gonna bring your witch killers, and he's gonna bring guys that can kill dark angels, right? So, <clears throat> absolutely, you have one of these squads that's terrifying to the demons, right? Mm -hmm. Tyrannic greatswords have instant death, right? So, yeah. like these guys are the killers against demons, yeah, right? And in case you didn't like the tyrannic greatswords because they're AP three. You can exchange those for Thunder Hammers for, for free. free. <laughs> so uh, definitely mix and match here. Yeah. I probably would take I like a couple Thunder, Thunder Hammers. Hammers. Oh, my God. Yeah. The models are so good. These models are amazing. I love what they did. They're not cheap. 45 points isn't cheap, but it's not crazy expensive. Um, the one change, if anybody notices, the Preceptor only has one wound. So it, oh, did he, he used to have two? He used two? to have two. Okay. And I 100% he did because we checked this. Yeah. Um, he used to have two, now he has one. So, kind of weird that they kind of scaled him down. But, yeah. I mean, maybe I mean, they play tested. Like, then... This guy's a baby centurion. He is. Weapon skill six is, is great, yeah. right? Two attacks. Um, I mean, they don't get an extra attack for any you don't. weapons so, and things like that. But... Like, a lot of the, a lot of like the mm. even the elite unit Terminator, uh, like, sergeants have, like, three attacks. You only get two. But yep. you have the option to buy digital lasers on him. So the other thing too is he can time. have so so look at this though he can have a grenade launcher, okay? Grenade harness, yeah. Grenade harness, right? Um, Stasis shells. 
But see, it doesn't say that. See, this is the thing. So station shells may be taken on models with the Legion of Studies Dark Angel Special equipped with a grenade launcher, twin-link grenade launcher, or missile launcher. So does the grenade harness have a grenade launcher? I don't think so, because I think the grenade harness is its own special rule. Yeah, it gives you assault grenades. Yeah, I think so. So I don't actually think you can buy it. But like, you, like, you actually do have to shoot it, though. Like, you have to, like, rule, shoot oh, it you? eight inches. Yeah. Huh. A grenade harness has to be shot for you to, like, get assault So grenades. then maybe it is a grenade launcher? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. We'd have to look. But either way, digital lasers on him, too, which is good. Uh, we went over the plasma caster and the order exemplar. So overall, yeah. really good unit. I, I really, really like them. Amazing models. Definitely, like, a must-run in an army because of just just how they look, too. Yeah. So I, I am I am kind of surprised that we didn't see them as, like, a an optional, maybe taken as, like, a troop choice in any of those rights of war. That's they're, right. they're an elite choice. <clears throat> that's right. Yeah. That's right. You're, you're right. I haven't, I didn't see that anywhere. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we have Deathwing Companion Detachment. So this will take us about 45 minutes to an hour to go through these guys. <laughs> so these guys are actually in HQ. Uh, weapons go five. Uh, your sergeant's got two wounds. They have two attacks apiece. So these guys are um, Artificier Armored. So two plus, uh, two plus armor save, close combat veteran type unit. Um, <clears throat> so these guys, uh, only the oath bearer is a character. Uh, they have artificer armor, tyrannic grape sword, or calibanite war blade. So your choice, uh, bolter, bolt pistol, fragging, crack grenades, and the sergeant has a refractor field. So five plus invulnerable. Uh, chosen warriors, so everybody can uh, accept challenges and issue challenges. Uh, Scions of the Deathwing special rule, Deathsworn companion special rule, Deathwing retinue special rule. Uh, so dedicated transport options for these guys are Rhino, Land Raider, Proteus. <clears throat> so you can take an additional five points. Uh, so these guys come in at 150 points base, uh, and the additional guys are 30 points each. So there's no discount for taking additional models in this That's unit. Right. Uh, <laughs> they can all take. They can take Melta bombs as a squad for 25 points. So again, the more models you buy, I guess the cheaper per point per model. Mm -hmm. The uh, Melted bombs are. Uh, they can exchange their greatsword or calibanite warblade for a power fist for five points. So that's a pretty cheap power fist upgrade. Yeah, that, that's great. Yeah. yeah, five points for a power fist. You have a couple of power fists. Pfft, yeah, perfect. And and it's mix and match, right? So you can do it yeah. as many times as you want. Um, any model can exchange their bolter for a combi weapon, plasma pistol, and uh, Cytherian pattern Aegis. 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 Yeah. For 10 points. Uh, so combi weapon, 10 points. Um, and again, <laughs> this is any model. And this is what you would take a combi grenade launcher. And come to think of it, like any tactical sergeant, grab him a combi weapon and give him that stasis grenade upgrade. Just so that you're like every single unit you have has that stasis grenade because that's so powerful. Yeah, it is. It is. So throw throw one combi weapon into onto one guy in this squad and... Uh, uh, and yeah, and reap the benefits. I mean, you can only use it once, I think, right? I think combi grenade launchers can be used Are all the time. Yeah, every turn. Yeah, you're right. It's like combi Volkites, I think you said, and and combi grenade launchers can be used multiple times. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I do have it. The one shot right ones are like the plasma melta, and I'm not even sure. Uh, okay, <clears throat> so yeah, you're right. No grenade launcher is definitely not a one use. So melta, uh, melta flamer and plasma are one use. Grenade launcher and Volkite are not one use. So yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, so 10 if points. a ten for ten points, yeah. Well, I think you have to pay again, right? Don't you? 
you have to pay twice? Would you pay? What do you mean twice? You would you would pay ten points for the combi weapon, then you pay five points for the stasis. That's right. Ammunition. Yeah, which yeah. is fifteen points is is well worth the stasis shells. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And on any unit that you could buy it for. Yep. I I, I think. So. Uh, okay, so a Dark Angels uh, Legion Praetor, uh, which is part of the Deathwing Companions Force Organization chart choice. Oh, sorry. If if a Dark Angels Legion Praetor, which is part of the Deathwing Companions Legion Force Organization chart, has a jump pack, then the Deathwing Companion Detachment may also be equipped with jump packs for 15 points per model. Uh, can no longer select dedicated transport. So this is pretty pricey. They, they are getting pretty expensive. I mean, That's if right. you wanted a 10-man unit... Uh, with jump packs, that's 450 points. Yeah, that's pretty very expensive. I mean, they, they do have 2 plus armor, so it is Artificer, Yeah. right? So um, they all have AP3 weaponry. Some of them may have a couple of power fists. Like these guys, and they have Refractor. Oh, only the Oath Bearer, sorry, has a Refractor yeah, field. only the one guy. So, um, but they're good. Like five weapon skill, like even 450 points, like that's a lot. To put it into perspective. But man, like to put it into perspective... That is um, very similar to the points cost of a unit of Palatine Blades for Emperor's Children if you give them jump packs and you give them Artificer Armor and you start equipping them with things like Phoenix Spears. So that they're they're in that same ballpark points-wise. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, the rules reflect why. So, now, my personal opinion is I think that Palatines are slightly overpriced. Yes. So, again, these guys might be in the same ballpark where they're mm -hmm. eh, maybe a little bit. But let's, but let's talk about this, though. So they, they automatically get the Scion of Deathwing. Right, so they have they're all scions of the Deathwing, right? So they all have that rule. It doesn't specify that one person has it. They all have scions of the Deathwing, yeah. which is an infantry model with the special rule. Sorry, a model with the special rule rules the first fail to hit roll of any phase while engaged in combat. So not just a character. Everybody in that squad yeah. has that rule. So that's really good. The other rule is a Death Swarm Companions. So Death Swarm Companions means. Any model with the independent special character rule that joins the unit of Death Sworn, so if an independent character joins them, cannot be targeted by use of precision shot or precision strike special rule. So you can't just choose to kill that independent yep. character. In addition, these guys automatically pass lookout sir tests that are called to make, right? So, I mean, I definitely remember a few times where I have a Primarch with one wound because I've taken a beating and I need that lookout sir and you fail it. And you're like now making a two plus armor save. That's basically win or lose the game, right? Yeah. So in this case, like you auto pass it, which is pretty nice, right? It's a neat, it's a nice rule. It's again not overpowered, but it definitely can come into play. Um, the next option is making them terminators. Yeah. So if the Praetor, so just like the other rule, has a terminator armor, you can exchange your war gear here for basically a set of Terminator armor of the same type. So if he has Cataphracti, they can be Cataphracti. If he has Tartars, they can be Tartars. you got to match him. Right, you got to match him. So <coughs> in this in, in this case, um, so they all have a Terminator armor of any type uh, for 15 points. So again, it's 45 points, which again is the same points as any other Terminator um, with a Combine Bolter Calibanite Warblade. So, so now they have their 45-point Terminators, with five weapon skill, the sergeant has two wounds for 45 points, which is actually pretty well um, costed. Uh, you can give him a combi plasma, combi melta for seven points, or a combi grenade launcher with stasis frag shells for 12 points. So it's forcing you to pay 
that extra five points, mm-hmm. right? But this is really good. Like seven points and then twelve points is really really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's standard. But and then again, you can upgrade your Warblade for uh, the Greatsword for free. Tyrannic Greatsword, Parfus for five points, or a Thunder Hammer for free. Yeah, I don't really so, get that. Okay, I, I do actually get it. I was thinking about this and I get it. So why? A lot of times you have to pay extra for a Thunder Hammer and people don't because it doesn't have as many benefits or it's the same points as a Chain Fist and people are like, well, why would you choose a Thunder Hammer no, or no, a no. Chain Fist? Right? The Thunder Hammer is the same <laughs> as a Power Fist. It just has concussive. No, usually a Thunder Hammer is more expensive, is it not? It's more expensive. That's right. Same points wise as a Chain Fist. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people will choose to take Chain Fists because over... you get the extra exactly. penetration. It's because more they're more universally right? more beneficial so than. So I like this cut. because a Thunder Hammer is very close to a Power Fist, but Dark Angels and Deathwing are all about Thunder Hammers. If you know anything about like 40k Dark Angels, it's always Thunder Hammers and Storm Shields, and. This is why I love it, because I am never going to give these guys a power fist. I'm going to give them a thunder hammer, and they're going to look so freaking cool. Um, I mean, maybe model-wise, if you don't have it, you have to pay for that power fist, because you have it on the model. But I will make sure to hunt down all these thunder hammers and put it on there. So, I, I think I think maybe that was the intention, mm-hmm. is that... Unless they meant you get a power fist for free, and then a thunder hammer, five points, but I don't think so. I think definitely, like you're getting that Thunder Hammer for free and you're going to be running your squad with Thunder Hammers, which is awesome. I, I love that they did that. I love that they're encouraging you to play fluff because Deathwing are Thunder Hammers and clearly the Tyrannic Greatswords. So right. um, I like that. I mean, I'm you You would never run a Power Fist. It doesn't make sense point-wise, but your model has to have it, right? So put a Thunder Hammer on that model and it'll look awesome. Yeah. So also, if you want to uh, exchange your combi bolter and warblade, you get twin light, uh, twin lightning claws for free as yep. well, which is nice. I mean, like again, like we're talking about an expensive unit here, so to get these kind of these options without additional points cost <coughs> is it, really nice. nice. Yeah. It's nice that so you can you have the options. You can you can get the variety in your units, and uh, and I mean you're already paying a hefty price for these guys, so. You know, not yeah. like having to pay 20 points more for one guy with lightning claws is really nice. Yeah. And uh, then the, you can get a grenade harness for 10 points. Yeah. Um, Deathwing Terminator Champion. Num- uh, companion. Detachment. Companion numbering five or fewer models may take a Land Raider. Uh, may not take a Rhino. I mean, that's kind of weird to specify makes because sense. you can't go into Rhino, but yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, this is one that's kind of weird. Uh, Deathwing Retinue. So a Deathwing Champion Attachment may be chosen as a retinue for a Praetor. So that makes sense. Uh, or Legion Special Character with the Warlord or Legion of Studies Dark Angel Special Rule. And may not be taken as part of an army on their own. Um, so you can't. You actually have to buy them as a retinue. Yeah. Right? They take up a single four-sword chart with the Dark Angel Praetor and may be deployed with the Praetor. But once deployed, they act... Um... Oh, no. No. They may not leave... Voluntarily leave the Deathwing Companion detachment. So, um, this is like a retinue. You can't run them on their own. I mean, if you run two Praetors or special characters, like you can have two of these squads if you want. But it's definitely like, you know, they're Deathwing Companions and that's that's what you run. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pattern Aegis. So, this is a really, really interesting one. So, this is 10 points upgrade for any model. And they can exchange their Bolter. For one of these now these models don't exist 
Okay. Are they not part of the... Uh, do they not release these models? No, I don't think so. No, no, because they released the Inner Circle Knights. Oh. Right, but not the Deathwing Knights. No, they definitely had Deathwing Companion. They did? Models teased, I think. Yeah. Okay, so are they coming out or are they out? Well, I don't think they've been released yet. Okay. But there are models now. 30k models. Yeah. Deathwing. I'm looking it up right now as we speak. Okay, so you look that up. Yeah, you read <laughs> this. I'll read yeah. this. Um, okay, so it could... Um, it can be used in one of two ways. It either provides the bear with a 4 plus in vulnerable save against shooting attacks and 5 plus in melee, or it can be deployed. Uh, controlling player chooses to deploy the Aegis at the end of any of their own movement phases. Uh, the unit must be deployed on the table uh, and not embarked upon a transport vehicle. And as long as two models in the unit have this uh, Aegis, uh, uh, while deployed, the entire unit gains 4 plus in vulnerable save against shooting attacks and 5 plus in melee. And any models engaging the unit assault have their initiative reduced by 1. Uh, so I'm noticing a trend that Dark Angels really like to mess around with your initiative, and as an Emperor's Children player, I really hate that. I hate yes. that a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, however, while deployed, uh, the model equipped with the Aegis uh, can neither make shooting or melee attacks, and you can choose to end it at the uh, start of any of your own subsequent movement phases. So why wouldn't you use it, I guess? You can't shoot, right? Well, you can't... Uh, the model's equipped with it, but you kind of give up your bolter for it. Yeah, you can't shoot so, or make melee attacks. Um, that's right, you can't make melee attacks. But, I mean, you could move, deploy it, and then undeploy it at the beginning of your next moving phase. Move, deploy it, yeah, and so on. I mean, it gives your entire unit a 4-plus in vulnerable save against shooting and 5-plus in combat. That's right, that's right. So, so okay. So it the, turns them into Terminators. So the models will be out. Yeah, but not the Terminator models. So the teaser that they had was the non artificer, non artificer armor, armor ones. ones. So, so you know what? Honestly, maybe you can use the Inner Circle Knights, and if you model them appropriately and paint them appropriately, you could probably use them as your Deathwing Terminator companions because they're just painted, uh, you know, bone white and black, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And um, so you could probably do that. I mean, they they they're amazing models. Like those shields are just. Um, Unreal, which is I'm assuming what the, the Scyther on the Aegis is. Yeah, so it's it's really really cool. Um, definitely uh, gonna grab a set as soon as they're out. So, yeah. All right. So what do you think of these? Like they're they're good, um, right? Yeah, it's kind of disappointing that you can only take them as, as a, a retinue. retinue. Yeah, you know, I think it would have been cool if you could like take them. You're like these guys could be as long as you don't have like Lionel Johnson in your army list. Uh, or, you know, like special character, special character, whatever, you could make these guys your HQ unit. They are an HQ unit. They are an HQ unit, but, but you, you can't can only take them as a, yeah. yeah. So, like, I think that would have been kind of cool. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I like them. Like I said, I think they're, they are, they are expensive. They have a lot of options. They have a lot of really great options. Um, but yeah, they're up there in points cost. They're they're kind of similar to like Palatines. I think Palatines are a little bit overpriced. So. I, I mean, I think if you ran them base, right? They uh, still have like they have an AP three. All have power weapons that are plus one strength, right? So they're war blades, Calvinite war blades, um, or the great swords, right? You can mix and match. They have an extra attack. So when you're charging, that's four attacks. 
they all have the Deathwing rule, their weapon skill 5. So if you ran him just base at 30 points, you didn't really give him much else. Maybe you give him a couple of the Aegises um, and that combat weapon, sure. And consider you're probably still going to have a Praetor beat stick yeah. hanging around so, with I mean, that squad also. That's, that's 330 yeah. points, for example. If you want to give him Melta Bombs, great. Um, but for 350 points to have 10 guys that are Artificer Armor, Weapon Skill 5, 4 attacks on the charge, re-rolling one attack each. each. Like, that's really good. That's actually not that expensive, right? You could arm a few with Power Fists and then, or just give them Melta Bombs and then you don't have to worry about those vehicles, right? So it, yeah. it's actually really, really good. And then with Melta Bombs, you also get to re-roll your hit, right? So... <laughs> like it's kind of dumb but i mean so you can charge those knights if you're up against them and um yeah he's gonna hit you first and kill a couple but you still have an invulnerable save and then you can go in and you know I, unless i'm misreading that it's, it's the it's rule. engaged in a challenge or oh, it is only in the challenge, it's right? engaged in a challenge yeah. oh, okay okay so that doesn't apply okay anyways but <clears throat> i mean it's still they're still really good right i think base or i think if you're so it's you're either running them like that um, the jump packs would be cool, but I don't know if it's something I would run. On the other hand, though, like the Terminators are 45 points now, um, which is basically a, a good point for a Terminator. And then you can give them a bunch of Thunderhammers uh, for free, basically. So you have 45 point Thunderhammer Terminators with 4 plus invulnerable because you make them Ketafracti and they're still really good. So I, I don't think they're crazy expensive. Yes, you have to run them as a as a whatchamacallit um, companions I guess the uh, retinue but I think they're worth it I like them mm -hmm. a lot uh, Firewing yeah Firewing are the three man squads for 150 points so they're 50 points a piece really expensive mm -hmm. um, they get this awesome blade that's plus one strength AP3 it's called a charge blade um, talk about their profile profile okay well, let's talk about the profile weapon skill 5 2 wounds Five initiative, three attacks. So they're centurions. <laughs> they're like, yeah. Or better centurions. No, centurions have three attacks. They're better than centurions because they have leadership 10. That's right. They have leadership 10. <laughs> like... uh, three plus save, but they're they're really, really good. Um, they all... Th this is one thing that's kind of weird. Well, let's talk about the, the charge blade. Okay, so yeah. the charge blade is... Uh, charge blade, uh, at the start of a fight subphase, the controlling player may choose to activate the cells. If this is done, it affects all models in the unit with charge blades. Affected units gain the rending and get hot special rule. So if you're fighting Terminators, um, you can do that and you can get rending. I mean, uh, you also get a needle pistol, which I don't actually know what a needle pistol does. Apothecaries have it. Um, uh, but it... Um, it's like poison, I think. It's a poison pistol. But it's still a pistol. Yeah. So you get plus one attack. So they have four attacks base. Five, uh, on, five the on the charge. Yeah. Is really, really plus nice. Plus one strength AP3. Plus one strength AP3 is great. They can wipe out most things. Uh, shroud bombs are yep. really nice. So if you want to charge them, you have to take a leadership test, I think it is. Yeah. Um, they have this uh, Enigmatic Pattern Jump Pack, which I believe uh, they give... So it gives them 5-plus cover save. Okay? Um, and cannot be a target of Overwatch attacks if they choose to activate the Jump Packs in the Assault Phase. Yeah. So depending who you're charging, a lot of times you want the extra distance. Right for your movement. For your movement, yeah, yeah. But um, if you don't need it, and or if the unit has a shit ton of, uh, you know, Overwatch that you don't want to bear, 
yep. then maybe you use it in a, a salt phase accordingly. That's right. And then you can, uh, they can't overwatch against you. I mean, five plus cover is great. Um, now they, so gain... they have the signs of the firewing automatically. Yeah. Well, right. but, but it's pretty weird. So this is where I think it's yeah. kind of weird. So the firewing is hatred characters. Yeah. But then they also have hatred characters, hatred characters special rules. So yeah, they, just to make they, sure that you didn't miss out on that, they, they like have hatred. Characters. Hate them extra. Yeah. So like, uh, they also have scout. That's right, and they have scout, which is good. Yeah. Which is great. Um, and then you can buy him a grenade, grenade launcher. Uh, one guy with yeah. stasis frag and crack grenades, which you probably would. I think it's totally worth it. Um, I mean, it's a little bit more expensive than like the combi weapon version of. of well, that, but... I don't know though because they have five initiative. Yeah, true. Right. But initiative They're one probably... is yeah because stasis grenades are initiative one. It's not minus one initiative. Yeah. Right. So. Um, it's probably worth it, actually, uh, to buy. I mean, you lose the attack, but... Um, well, no, it just says you take, so you don't replace anything. So, yeah, you just got it. Yeah, I, I would... I, I mean, they're pretty expensive for three models. Um, they, they sure are. There's no option to increase their squad that's size. That's right, so that, that's it. Yeah, right. and then you do have to consider, like, while you get a 5-plus cover save all the time, they only have 3-plus arm in their toughness 4. That's right. So and a, a crack missile... is nice, but... A crack missile can take them out pretty That's good. right. That's right. So, um, they're a cool unit. Yeah. I, I think they're definitely interesting. You get them as a, they're a fast attack choice, but you can unlock them as a troop with one of your rights of war. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it, they're cool. It, it's nice to have options. That's right. It is. So. And, and again, like 150 points a model is expensive. Um, but they're basically like centurions that have extra rules because yeah. centurions fifty points base, yeah. right? So you're technically getting a discount because you get all these upgrades for them. You get jump packs, you get all this other stuff. So yeah. it's they're nice. And I they're, definitely they're restricted in their options, so no. you can't spend more than 150, 170 right. points on this. No, I'm so. not gonna like put my foot in my mouth. They actually do not have models for these guys. I don't think so. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't. But think so. I mean, you could make your own, right? It wouldn't be hard to to make your own in the meantime. It's only three models, yeah. So. Uh, maybe pretty easy put some nice jump packs on them and yeah okay dreadwing so these guys are the other guys that were leaked before as well interrupters interrupters this is the one that you have a hard time dreadwing interruptors it just doesn't it. make sense the, the r the, the multiple rp they all look the same yeah um okay 160 points for five yep. and then 30 points each so you do pay 10 point premium um i mean your sergeant does have an extra attack and leadership um, he's a character again. Uh, these guys do they do start with the scion of the dreadwing special rule, so they may um, <clears throat> they move through terrain automatically for four inches and reroll fail dangerous terrain tests. These guys are the guys that come with plasma burners. Uh, for every five models, you can have the incinerator with suspensor web. The suspensor web, remember, if used, halves the range of your weapons, and then it would be nine inches. But if you're using these guys, like I'm imagining, you're putting them in a drop pod or something. And yeah, I mean down. the other the other weapons, 12 inch range, so mm -hmm. you're gonna be getting pretty close anyways, right? That's right. That's so. right. Um, and then the prefectus can also buy up to three phosphax bombs. So this is your true dreadwing, like death guard rule. You can buy those phosphax bombs and do a lot of damage, and they're stubborn. Yeah. Right, so I mean, we're not gonna go much through them. That's it. You guys know what they are. Um, you can buy them a land raider only uh, as a dedicated transport. Um, I mean, I think you can put them in anything you want because there's no restrictions there. But if you're buying them a dedicated transport, they have to be a land raider. Um, yeah. So I, I I think they're good. They're great. 
you you don't have two close combat weapons with them. They only get the. They're not uh, really. Uh, they're elites, but they're not really veterans. No. Yeah. No. No. But aside from their leadership, which is like ten. It's nine cool. and ten. Yeah. It's yeah. Amazing. But they're they will rip apart. Uh, Terminators. They'll rip apart. Oh yeah, just the amount of AP two shots. <laughs> That's right. They can put. That's down. right. So they'll rip apart elite units. This is like um, your one-two combo where you'd come down with your regular machine killer veteran squad and pop open a transport with your melted guns, and yep. then these guys you'd also come down on that same <coughs> turn and then just wipe that unit. And out. unlike plasmas, like these guys output potentially so much more. Yeah. Like Nor cover is amazing. Um, I mean, yeah, these guys are definitely scary unit. Definitely a scary unit. Expensive thirty points is expensive. Yeah, but for that much plasma, for that much plasma, I I, I think they're worth it. Yeah, and phosphax bombs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the weird one. Oh, man, this. Okay. okay, so this thing's gonna look cool. It's the Iron Man. Excendio class battle automata. For three hundred. For three hundred points. Yeah. Uh, so. I, this one was anybody expecting this thing? No, I don't even know. If, was this ever leaked? Like, what the hell is yeah. this? But um, I don't think I'm gonna go like crazy into every single thing for this thing. It's got a lot um, of options. It's got a, it's that's right. A lot Six, of unique so, rules. So different things. Six wounds. It's basically a mechanic. I'm like big battle automata. Yeah. What are those? Right? Castellax? <laughs> no, I think it's bigger than a Castellax. Is it? <laughs> well, I don't know. Toughness seven. What's the, what's the the big Thanatar. one? Thanatar. Thanatar. Yeah. And it's got four wounds only. That's right. It only has four wounds, so I think. But it's toughness eight, and this thing's toughness seven. Yeah. That's why I was thinking Castellas is yeah. toughness seven as well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's big, like this thing. I I don't know. I don't know what it's supposed to look like, but six wounds is a lot. Yeah. Four attacks. It comes with two dreadnought close combat weapons, two manipulator arms, which are also extra attacks at initiative one with shred plus one strength, severing cut. Which doesn't say what Severing Cut does here, but I, don't, I think I, I it's, don't like that they didn't put those rules. Yeah, in here. but it's like an extra. It, it, it's, like it's like if like you take wounds. a wound, then you have to it cause like another. Yeah, wound. but I think it's on the same model or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, it it comes with like two combine bolters where you which you can change to for ten points to either grab guns, both of them. Awesome. Twenty points iron irad cleansers and uh, twenty points for plasma repeaters. Which is weird because plasma repeater is not a weapon other like a mechanicum weapon. Yeah. So it's a dark angel weapon, but um, it it makes sense, I guess. Our refractor field, hatred everything. It has this shackle artifica with basically uh, gives it a bunch of the rules like fearless and amanti will fire protocols, machine creatures, and cybernetic resilience, which you find in the mechanicum book. Hatred everything and vengeful rage. Vengeful rage is the weird one. Basically, if you take a wound. Um, you roll a d6 on a 1, it basically becomes one of those units that just kills everything. It has its own rules, so if it has, if it moves, it moves toward the nearest unit, friend or foe, it attacks it, you can attack it, and, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, it has this kill switch that you can, so a Forge Lord with the Legion of Studies Dark Angel special rule, you can buy for 5 points, and then at any point in time... Um, you can inflict D6 wounds with no saves of any kind, any uh, allowed if you're within 12 inches of this uh, unit, um, and then it, it basically dies. Or you know, if you don't do enough point wounds, then it doesn't die. But the idea is that you, if it turns on you, you can you can kill it. I mean, you would be babysitting this guy until yeah, it like turns on. Yeah, like you technically don't need, but you technically don't need like a Forge Lord to run this guy. 
You don't. Right? You so, just need a Forge Lord or Tech Marine to take that. But, kill but it does have, like, the fire protocols and stuff, so you probably want something that's able to control it and, yeah. and things like that so you can actually do stuff. I mean, it has pretty nasty weaponry that you can buy it, so you can exchange the, one of the weapons for, like, the Phosphex Canister Launcher, which is basically, like, um, what... Uh, the, like the Phosphex Launcher on your Leviathan. Leviathan, but it's only it's one only shot. it's only heavy one, but that's you can right. use it you can turn. use it six turns, right? Um, it has like a nerve induction shredder, which is poison four plus heavy six AP two. Ignore cover, um, which is really good, right? Like you just like shred units. It has five ballistic. Considering skill. it's five ballistic, skill, it's I on mean, twos, like, yeah. yeah. Um, now the one thing I it was kind of weird. So it says, and this battle automatic may exchange both a dreadnought close combat weapon and a manipulator arm for one of the following. So does that mean you can exchange both your? I think so. It says this weapons? reduces models' base attacks by one. Yeah, so, so I think you'd probably, if you wanted to replace two of them, you would reduce your attacks to two. So you would have two attacks, but then you wouldn't have the manipulator arm. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then it has the pulse cannon, which is neat. It, it's cool. It's like 24-inch range, strength 8 AP2, heavy 3 lance, shock pulse. Which is uh, like the Venator, secure and Venator effect. Oh, that that's what it is? I think so, yeah. Where you, If you get oh. a penetrating result, then they have to snap fire. Okay, well that's pretty neat. Yeah, that's cool. That's a that's a nice rule. It's it's a nice rule to like. I mean, it's lock. only strength eight. Well, okay, but <laughs> so, it's also but heavy it has three, and he's supposed to go five. Uh, we were talking about the shock pulse weapon, right? And uh, how it shock pulse, yeah. Right. And then there's the gravitron flux projector, which is kind of like the um, grav flux bombard. That's right, but it's a template. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So, Torsion Crusher, I don't really know what that means. Uh, so Graviton Collapse is like... Um, 3d6, right? I think that's the one where you take the strength test. Right. 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 And then uh, the Torsion Crusher is the 3d6 armor penetration. Right, right. But it does like double hull points for these vehicles. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, neat unit, different. Can't wait to see the model. Would probably buy one. We'd probably run it for funsies. The fluff behind is kind of cool too. Like it's a it's a old man of iron. Uh, so like the ancient a AI from Terra that they enslaved inside of a inside of like a battle automata. It's kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean this one kind of just really came out of left field. I mean, like I don't know. Like nobody expected this. Yeah. I, like yeah. this was not in any stories and nothing. It just it just is. It's just there. Yeah. It's yeah. just there. Yeah. But it works. Whatever. Kind of cool. A little Kinda bit expensive. Yeah, but, but neat. Yeah. Causewayne. 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 Yeah. This guy's your guy, so... 200 points. Uh, seven weapon skill. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, four wounds is awesome. Uh, four attacks. Initiative five. Yep. So he's got a bolter, bolt pistol, and the blade... And then the armor of Forest and the mantle of the champion. Uh, frag and crack grenades. He's an independent character. Master of the Legion. Deathwing. Um, precision strikes. And then a warlord. So if he's your warlord, he has the Paladin of Glory warlord trait. Which I don't actually know what that does. Paladin of Glory gives you plus one combat resolution bonus. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the blade. Let's talk about the blade. So this... This guy has plus two strength on the blade, AP one. Um, so that's really only useful against vehicles, but uh, plus two strength, 
melee two-handed mastercrafted duelist triumph. So when in a challenge, all his weapon attacks have instant death special rule. Right. So you compare this guy to... Who do you compare him to? Ralderon. Uh, okay, that wasn't going to be our first. Sevatar, sure. Sure. True. Sevatar, well, yeah. Sevatar's a natural one, but I'm talking like Sigismund, we're Karn. Talking, we're talking, let's talk about the guy who's got rules, right? Sigismund. Sigismund, yes. Yeah. Well, <coughs> Sigismund is tough because he's got Eternal Warrior. So he kind of like, he's so, the only one of the like best champions that, that has, has that, that rule, yeah. right? So, so if so, you look at the points cost for Corswain <coughs> and you look at the points cost for... Sigismund? I actually don't know what Sigismund's point cost is. Sigismund's 230 points. Okay. So, these guys are very similar in their rules. Mm -hmm. Plus two strength. They have strength six, AP one, two, weapon. Yeah. Right? They both have a 200 mastercrafted sword, and they both cause instant death and challenge. They both have four wounds. They both have weapon skill seven. Mm -hmm. They both have probably four or five attacks each. Yeah. So, very similar. The only difference between the two of them... Is the Eternal Warrior. Is the Eternal Warrior. And so, Forge World clearly values that at about 30 points which i would pay any day of the week absolutely like any day of the week absolutely i would pay that so unfortunately um i mean you're comparing him to sigmund he doesn't stack up but against every other guy yeah. i think he's actually quite good he i actually think he's amazing because if you think about it let's say he's fighting abaddon he kills abaddon before abaddon even gets a chance to strike absolutely. Yeah. um anybody that doesn't have an instant weapon so karn um ralderon i don't actually know ralderon's rules but i don't know if he has a death weapon i'm not sure yeah but either way um like he's really good because of that instant death in a challenge right so seven weapon skill is amazing um initiative five in a challenge he's deathwing so he re-rolls a hit and he has mastercrafted so that's two misses that he's going to re-roll like he's going to hit a bunch if he's fighting another seven weapon skill guy he still hits on threes yeah right right so this is also a sword so he's still got his master blade so this guy is Good. I'm happy. I'm really happy with his rules. He's definitely what I would like to see. I mean, no Eternal Warrior, but I I think that's something that they I should think... all have actually. So that's all, all or, or none, none of them should have. That's right. All or none. Um, I mean, all or none. I feel like then the instant death rule, like then the guys with instant death trump, and then Causeway, Corswain, or Sigmund would still be amazing because they instant death everybody else, yeah. right? But I think he's he's great. Um, really good character. Um, can really do well against demons. Mechanicum with his strength six instant. Well, uh, we're talking uh, challenges is only instant death, so yeah. so actually not as good um, against those things. But as, I, as yeah, I thought. I'm pretty sure but, the the Sigismund has the same restriction as in challenges <laughs> yeah. where they cause that. Um, uh, the one thing that he does have going for him over Sigismund is that he's got a two plus, four plus, invulnerable save and the. Invulnerable save gets better in combat. So it's a three, three plus, plus. Uh, against close combat attacks. Sigismund's co- invulnerable <laughs> And it's not only a challenge. Plus. Oh yeah, that's all the time. It's all the time, in right? Combat. So when he's in combat, he gets, um, he gets three plus invulnerable, yeah. which which is amazing. It, no, it's probably better won't, than lots it, of primarchs. Yeah, it it won't keep him, uh, probably winning the um, a matchup against Sigismund. Not Sigismund, but a, a lot of the other champions, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, we can compare him to Savitar because there's a, definitely a short story where they fought, and I'm pretty sure Corsman wasn't winning that fight. I, I'm i not sure if I know I, which one you're talking about oh, either, no? but I I don't doubt it. Like, Savitar is regarded as, like, uh, well, it, it was better. it was like the lion and... I know that I, I know that there's one where Savitar fights Sigismund and Savitar wins because he cheats. 
I believe that. And Sigmund is very non-cheating. Yeah, yeah, he was upset about it. Yeah, I'm sure he would be. Yeah. Um, yeah, so overall, he's awesome. Um, I can't wait for the model. Um, yeah. I can't wait for the model. I, I'm a little sad that he didn't come out. So I hope they have, they'll have him soon because he's a model. I would love to run him. He's one of those guys that you want to run alongside the lion because in a lot of the stories, they're right next to one another. Like they're the duo and, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marduk Cedrus. Yeah, so this guy... Um, Dreadwing. Dreadwing character. Um, not too bad and not too shabby. A little bit more expensive than uh, than Corswain at 220 points. Um, weapon skill 6... Uh, four wounds as well. That's really nice. Um, he's got uh, a plasma burner, three phosphex bombs. He's got a grenade hardness, regalia of the shattered scepter, and the death of worlds. Uh, so his special rules are Legion of Stars, Dark, uh, Dark Angels, Independent Character, Master of the Legion, uh, Silent Dreadwing, Ancient of War, and if he's your warlord, then he uh, he has the preceptor of the shattered scepter warlord trait rather than rolling randomly so that is uh if he's your warlord then a unit of inner circle knights can be selected as part of his hq choice using no additional force uh slots in the force organization chart um if this option is selected then neither command squad nor deathwing companion squad can be chosen for him so as a warlord trait i don't know if i really like that like you you don't really get a warlord trait you just get the option to take a unit as a as a retinue that's right yeah it's kind of i don't know not that great in my opinion uh anyway so is uh ancient of war special rule is that uh at the start of the game after deploying this is more of like a warlord trait i think than than his actual <laughs> warlord trait uh but after deployment but before the first uh, game turn controlling player um selects a single faction from the allies in the age of darkness table including either agents of the emperor war master that is represented in the enemy army both Marduk Cedrus and any friendly units with Legion of Stardust Dark Angels that have more than half of their units uh, models within six inches of him gain preferred enemy against that faction uh, for the duration of the game. If Marduk uh, Cedrus is in reserve, this special rule has no effect. So this is like your army, your opponent's army includes um, an allied faction. Now we have preferred enemy against that faction. That's kind of cool. No, it can be it can be that unit too. It can be his main detachment as well. Oh yeah, it, it's oh, really, really weird. Oh, yeah. It's really weird the way it's worded. So you look at the chart of the like because it says after deployment, the controlling player may select a single faction from that allies in the Angels of Darkness table. So you just select one faction. Gotcha. And then okay. you preferred enemy against it. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's so, even better than I... That's way better, yeah, right? Because a lot of players don't run allies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A lot of players don't run allies. So Yeah, that, no, that's, that makes it even better. Yeah. Uh, and definitely very unique and cool. The regalia of the Shattered Scepter is uh, his suit of Cataphractite Terminator armor. Uh, so in addition to the standard rules for Cataphractite Terminator armor, uh, it allows its bear to automatically pass dangerous terrain tests. It's nice, yeah. right? He's Dreadwing, so he is Dreadwing. He doesn't have to re-roll; he automatically passes it. Yeah, so. I mean, if you're gonna run this guy, you're probably running that Right of War, and like, yeah. all the tables are gonna be difficult yeah. So, so remember too with that Right of War, guys, like you get to pick a bunch of units, right? That you 
um, what's what's the rule? So you get to pick a bunch of units that are priorities, and you get plus one to wound, and armor pen against his priority targets. And no, then that's that's the firewing one. The dreadwing ones, oh, the that's dangerous, right, 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 difficult, right, right. dangerous. Training. Okay, you're yeah. right, you're right. But in this case, he gives them preferred enemy as long as more than half the unit's models are within him. Um, that's a weird one. I don't like that because you're going to be constantly counting models. It should just be if you have one model. But I get why they. Yeah, but you're you also going to get that for the rest of the game. Well, I think you have to continuously be there, right? Special more than half. So both him and any friendly unit within. With the Dark Angel special rule that have more than half the unit's models within him, gain the preferred enemy's chosen faction special rule for the duration of the game. Oh, this is at the start of the game. Okay, so sorry. Okay, so let's go through this again. So at the start of the game, yeah. after deployment, but before the first turn, you pick a unit. A faction. Bo okay, you pick a faction. So both him and enemy friendly. Okay. So basically, the way you deploy, yeah. if you center like three units around him, all of them gain that. All of them gain enemy. that preferred enemy. Yeah. Kind of weird, to be honest. Yeah. Because then you can't. I it guess... could be dangerous if you're uh, if you're bubbling a bunch of units around yeah. him, and your opponent's got a typhon, and they just yeah. lob a big strength. Because then you can't also you, you can't deep strike a bunch of stuff either. Because yeah. if he's but it, it's still it's yeah still it's neat yeah. it's neat yeah uh, okay so then we've uh, we've gone through his uh, Terminator armor his uh, weapon is the Death of Worlds uh, it's plus five strength AP two uh, melee unweldy and uh, Curse of Dead rule, World special rule so it's it's like better than a power fist by a strength point yeah but not strength ten it's not strength ten so let's be clear about that it's not strength ten so you can't insta kill toughness five guys no. But it's strength nine, so because he's got strength four plus five right. strength makes him strength nine. Yeah. So, uh, so the uh, it it counts as a sword for the purposes of mastery of blade, and uh, invulnerable saves taken against this uh, hits inflicted by this weapon are reduced by one. Uh, so a model with a four plus invulnerable save can only take a five plus invulnerable save. That's the a very unique. Thing. Yeah, nothing so else has done that. In... He, he's still four wounds, four attacks. Yeah, right. Like, yes, his weapon's unwieldy, but it insta kills most things. So even when you look at him, he's pretty good. Yeah, against other characters as well, and he gets three phosphax bombs. Did we talk about that? Yeah, his three phosphax bombs. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really good. Yeah, he's... like really, really good. At 220 points, I don't know. I'd probably still pick Corswing. I think so too, for sure. Yeah. But if you're running like Dreadwing and, you know, you want a bunch of models. Like, okay, so let's go over this route. Like, what if my models are in a transport and the whole transport's within six inches of him? Like, does he give them preferred enemy? I don't think so. Yeah, like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. It's kind of a weird rule. Ancient of War. Kind of a weird rule. But, uh... But I, I do like it. I do like him as as a as a mod like as a character. He's not bad. He has his place. Both the characters are not like I know there's other armies that you play and you'll never see some characters on the field. I can definitely see people running both of these. Sure. Yeah. Right? Me too. And now for what everybody's been waiting for. The moment you've all been waiting for. The Rocky and Bullwinkle reference there. Yep. <laughs> the Lion L. Johnson. So I love how the first thing you saw 
online is people posting a picture of him with the little circle saying this unit may only be taken as a tra- part of a traitor <laughs> yeah. faction army. Yeah. That was quite funny. I enjoy that. Um, clearly, it's not the tr- case. Loyalist only. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's pretty good. So let's let's start with the points. 460 points. Yeah, okay. So he's up there, but not, like, crazy expensive. Who's more expensive than him? I think Horus. And Magnus. Magnus. How much is Russ? I don't know. I don't know. I just know that some of them are, like, lower. Right, 400-ish. So I think he's, like, on the higher end. But he is. But, yeah, as he should be. Because he has, what, eight weapon skill? Five yep. bullet skill? So eight weapon skill is up there. Like, most of the Primarchs have seven. So that's fully half of the Primarchs have weapon skill eight or nine. Yeah, okay. So half of them have weapon <laughs> skill seven. That's right. Uh, strength seven. Which, which is, I don't understand. Which is, I don't understand either, actually. Like, they never in the stories talk about him being super strong. Yeah. But, whatever. Uh, toughness six. Six wounds. Seven initiative. So seven initiative is actually nice. Seven lots inches of, is amazing. Yeah, lots of Primarchs have six. Majority of them, I think, if not less. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't think many have some five, of them are sitting around five, but yeah, there's a lot of them have six. Six or yeah. seven, but seven is on the higher end. Five attacks is average. Yeah. Uh, ten leadership to plus save. Okay, so a um, couple of things. So he's got the uh, Leonine. 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 Panoply. He's got cat armor. Yep. Uh, the... the, the Whatever, lion, the Calibanite lion armor, uh, lion sword, or the wolf blade. So, this is going to be interesting as we talk about later. Uh, the fusil, which is a shooting weapon, um, little plasma thingy, uh, frag grenades, and stasis grenades. So, he starts with stasis grenades. So, these are interesting because, like, we talk about the like stasis grenades. Because who else can get stasis grenades? Yeah. So is this is this is it? this where they're is this them? where they are? Oh my goodness! Because if they if it is man, because if it amazing. is, then these these grenades are so good. So who who can get them? Who are we talking about? Was it the um? It was the. Isn't that right? War was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All so the. Stasis Dreadwing, grenades. Yeah. Maybe equipped with stasis grenades. Okay, so the only reference to stasis grenades is in the lions, which is amazing. Yeah, so we'll get there. So we'll get there, but okay. And then special rules. So he's got the Primarch special rules. Sire of the Dark Angels. Point of, uh, point of the blade. Lions collar. Collar. Yeah. Absolute focus. Very bulky and Deathwing champions. Companions. Companions. Thank you. Sire of the Dark Angels. Okay, so he has a special rule where all friendly models with the Dark Angel special rule, of course, roll an additional d6 for morale checks and use the two lowest to decide the result. Also, any units with the Legion of Studies Dark Angel special rule within 12 inches of the line add plus one to wound value used to determine which side has won close combat. It's weirdly worded. Like, you think they would just said plus one to combat resolution? Yeah. Right, so it's kind of weirdly worded, but so this combines a couple of rules. It combines a word bearer army wide rule, and yeah. it combines basically plus one to combat resolution, which I think only a couple of armies out there get. Uh, so, but only within twelve inches of him. So you think this is awesome? I think this is only meh. You don't like it because 
you wanted something different, okay, maybe so, something unique. Okay, so let's. But as that's far right. as utility goes, these are fantastic rules. <laughs> they are. You gain Legion of Stardis word, uh, word bearers just for having Lionel Johnson in your army, and that's ma- that's amazing. Like that makes your your army so much more. Um, uh, what's the word? Um, reliable when it comes to taking any type of leadership test. So the one thing, the one issue that I have with the lion is not that he's not good. It's that, I mean, we can talk about it later a little more, but this is the only rule that he gives, and that's it, to the army. Everything else is him. And we'll talk about it a little bit later, but I felt that maybe he needed more or different and I'm not saying that it shouldn't have been reflected in his points or anything like that, but definitely I was a little disappointed with the Sire of the Dark Angel special rule. And maybe it's because it's just copying other people's rules. Maybe that's what it is. Because maybe if he had something unique, I would not even be thinking about this. It's just I feel like they're like, oh, we're going to give him this word bearer rule, which is good, but a lot of his units are stubborn. So like, yeah, it's amazing with stubborn. It's amazing with stubborn. But, like, they have stubborn in Leadership 10 or 9. Like, (laughs) you probably don't need the extra dice, right? So, um, anyway, so it's a really... They're really good rules. They really are. Um, The plus one to combat resolution, I think, is weird because how often are you going to have multiple combats that aren't with him within 12 inches of him? Yeah. Because he's fearless. So, how often is that going to happen? I don't know. Um, But it's still a good rule. Still a good rule. Yeah. Uh, Point of the blade. Go ahead. This is your favorite rule. Uh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, you're right. Okay. After declaring a charge for Lionel Johnson and any unit that he's joined, the controlling player may choose to move eight inches, ignoring the infa- uh, the effects of difficult or dangerous terrain uh, instead of rolling for a charge normally. So this is an amazing rule. This is This rule is so good that I don't know how you properly associate a points cost to it that's right because like if you think about it let's say you run the lion in a transport okay it doesn't matter spartan charybdis whatever you put him in um he moves six disembarks six so that's a 12 inch move and then you have an eight inch automatic charge guaranteed guaranteed so and you, you a, know that at the start right. of your turn so there's very few primarchs that can pull this off like mortarian can get extra Right, Mortarian can pull off some big long charges That's right. too. But like you have twenty, but inches. he's still got he's still got a random charge. That's range. right. But you have twenty inches, twenty inch threat automatic threat range, and you don't have you don't roll. So basically, like if you're within eight, you just move eight. Yeah. Or you can roll if you're over that. You know at the start of your movement phase if you're getting <coughs> combat. That's right. 100%. That's right. Or, you know, you can risk it for the 9 or 10 inch charge. Yeah. But like 8 inches is a long charge. Like that's well over average. Like 7 is over average if he had 7. But this is like well over Man, average. Man, if, if, this, if this was like automatic 6 inch charge, it'd still be an amazing rule. Yeah. Like this, this, this is just, I kind of hate it. I, like, <laughs> like, it's a it, really good rule because, yeah. The, the reason I hate it isn't because that he has it. It's because I don't think that it's reflected in that in the four hundred sixty points. Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. I mean, because like, how many what, what how many points would you pay to have that ability? A lot. Would you pay hundred? Because points? I've I've failed three inch charges. <laughs> me too. And you guys have watched me turn, do that on the right? channel. So like, yeah, like even seven inch charges are like, 
like yeah you're taking a risk yeah but like auto eight is is really really good like it takes a lot of guessing out of the game and i mean it's an amazing rule amazing rule like, just having that, that just having that huge. number that you can always rely on that's it, right it makes it makes the game so much easier that's right yeah that's right um on the other hand like fluff wise the line is always in the front like that's something that they talk about like they talk about horse sitting back the lion doesn't he's always up there he doesn't like so i guess maybe, that's why maybe that that's what they're trying to reflect he's right? supposed to I be mean, a strategic genius i guess he always knows if he's going to get in combat <laughs> yeah i guess i don't know <laughs> anyways uh okay so the uh lion alliance collar so this is this this was already done before. So when he's reduced to two wounds or four wounds or less, he has plus one attack. Uh, two wounds or less, he has plus two attacks. Really good, makes him really dangerous. Um, his I mean, weapon, he, like he doesn't have two attack, two close combat weapons, yeah, right, he, or he a pistol. Can generate so. up to eight attacks though on the charge. On the charge, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's that's really really good. Uh, absolute focus. So this one again, we've known before. In the assault phase, he's never required to roll the more, f the more than four plus to hit enemy models, regardless of enemy weapon skill or any other special rules or modifiers in play. So this kind of really comes into play when you're f fighting against Russ, when you're fighting against Magnus, um, or Horus with the uh, claw. Yeah. Right. So as Horus fights him, let's say, and brings him down weapon skill and strength. Um, he will always hit on fours, no matter what, right? Yeah. So it's it's a big deal. Like that rule is a big deal, but I'm sure you guys all um, all know that. Um, the Deathwing Companions. This one's weird. I I don't like this rule, and I'll tell you why. A unit of Deathwing Companions may be included as part of the same Lord of War choices, Lionel Johnson. If selected, Lionel Johnson must join a unit, may not voluntarily leave it. Okay, so under the Deathwing Companions, can you actually have him be part of them? Uh, so it no, says for Legion Praetor. They're they're chosen as a as a retinue for an HQ. But it says or a Legion special character with Warlord and Legion or oh, and Legion of Stardust Dark Angel special. Okay, so you can't actually take him as an HQ choice. So you have to take him as a Lord of War choice yeah. with him. Well, this is a dumb rule. Because, and, they, and they would be built into your yeah. your Lord of War cost, which means that if you want to take them, you're pricing yourself out of like certain. Like you can't play games. a twenty five hundred point game. You if, can't play a three thousand point game if you want to. Take the Deathwing. Companions. If you want to take the Deathwing, yeah. right? Uh, maybe if you run uh, Promax Chosen, sure. right? So then he's an HQ. Yep. But then somebody could argue that you can't take him because as part of the Lord, same Lord of War choice. So I, I don't know if I would really. I, I don't think anybody would argue with you. Yeah. But it, it's it's just weird. That's getting pretty nitpicky. I I don't I don't like it for that reason because you can't run the Deathwing Companions in a regular game with him. Right. Like it just it's weird, right? Um, if that points cost didn't count, but he could take him, I can see it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that was the intention that you can only do it in large games because it'd be too good. Maybe because the Deathwing are really, really good. Yeah. Right. In that sense, I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm not a fan of this rule. It, it's weird. Like it makes sense, but it kind of prices him out of majority of the games. So only if you want to take him. Yeah, if you want to take him. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's got pretty good choices to. to like he, he does for hang sure. out with uh, otherwise. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, can he still join that unit, though? Right? like A unit of Deathwing companions? Yeah, like, can, like, he can still Praetor? join them. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any reason why he couldn't join a, like a, a regular Praetor, like Corswain, with the Deathwing companions and, like, attach the lion to him. Why not? I don't, I don't see a reason why he couldn't. 
So yeah, it doesn't say they can't join it. So he could still technically deploy with them. Uh, they, just just, they just have be to his. be with a Praetor. They just wouldn't be his retinue. Yeah. But so all all the bonuses for them. Like, but the bonuses still apply. Any model with the independent character special rule that is with the Death Swarm companions can't be targeted, and they automatically pass look out surtest. So I mean. You could still run Causeway, the Deathwing, and the Lion in the in the big Death Star squad. So, yeah. um, I, I mean, okay, so you just don't use this Deathwing companion um, rule, and you can still run him with them. I mean, I think from what we read. I mean, if we're wrong, please let us know. But I think I, yeah. I, I think you can. Uh, so Leonine Panoply uh, provides two plus armor save and four plus mortal save, and the first failed and mortal save made for the Lion each turn may be re-rolled. So very similar to like Gilliman's armor, except I think Gilliman's armor is every phase. Yeah, it's really good um, every phase. Yeah, but every I mean every phase is really good. This is still good. Every it's still great because you're not often like as a Primarch, you're not often getting damaged multiple uh, times, right? Yeah, and you've got a you know you've got a great invulnerable save. So the first <laughs> one you fail, you get a yeah. reroll. Yeah. So, um, I mean. This is the thing that I kind of wish they had come up with something maybe a little bit more original with. Yeah, instead of like, like instead of like a sort of pseudo reprint of Gilliman's armor. Yeah, but. yeah. Oh, but I, I guess I get that they didn't want to give him just like a three plus, because three plus would basically make him better than all the other Primarchs in close combat, right? Like even Horus wouldn't stand a chance against him if uh, if he had this. I mean, we're definitely going to do this fight. Um, you guys are going to see. Uh, more Primarch fights, and they're going to be more iconic ones. So there definitely will be Lion versus Horse, um, and Lion versus Russ, because that that's actually something that has happened, right? Um, mm -hmm. But and Ryan versus uh, Lion versus uh, the Night Hunter. But I mean, you will see. <laughs> Are we going to waste our time with that one? No, no, no. You'll see it. <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a good rule. Uh, the Fusil here. So um, his Fusil. Actineus, I can't pronounce that. 18 inch range, strength 7 AP2, salvo 2 4, twin link blind. This is a weird one. He doesn't, he have, doesn't have relentless. relentless. Yeah. So if he moves, he's firing two shots at 9 inch range. And if he doesn't move, he's firing four shots at 18 inch range. I mean, okay. Like it's kind of weird. Um, but what, whatever, I guess. Right. <sighs> Right, it's it's a little weird. If he shoots that before charge, like can he charge? Yeah, why not? Salvo weapon? Oh, I don't know. Is this something that I need to look up now? Maybe. Yeah, but let me. Because he doesn't have relentless. Yeah, weapon types, right? Yeah. Where would that be? Because he doesn't have relentless. You're right. So what do salvo weapons do? So he's just like, and and he's within like nine inches. You're like, <laughs> that's a very good point. I never even thought about that. You you get that close and you're gonna to want to probably charge with him. Well, you yeah, especially with the point of the spear is spear, right? Rule point of the blade, yeah. Point of the blade, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, I I can't seem to find it. I'm gonna look at the. Okay, you look and I'll. Yeah, you you read the next one. I'll talk about stasis grenades. Stasis grenades, oh, we... favorite my favorite weapon. Uh... Yeah, weapon. I uh... yeah. Yeah, it is a weapon. Oh. These rare techno relics count as neither assault nor defensive grenades, but have their own unique effect. Uh, during a turn in which a unit equipped with stasis grenades makes a successful charge, or themselves are successfully charged, the enemy units reduce their initiative to one until the end of the game turn. So again, it's, it has that weird wording where it says full game turn, not uh, not to like the next 
control you know players next turn or or player turn it's at game turn so a little strange there but just flat out like in combat he charges gets charged no matter what his opponent initiative one yeah yeah so imagine so think about it like this if the dark angels go first and he charges that's two rounds of combat that whoever he's fighting is initiative one yeah the entire unit he's fighting is initiative one yeah Say you, or, say you messed up real bad and somehow didn't charge with the lion, right? With his guaranteed, you know, eight-inch eight inch charge. charge. Sure. Didn't charge. You messed up real bad. You get charged. Still initiative one. You're still initiative one. Yep. Yeah. This kills me because I play Emperor's Children. <laughs> and, like, the entire Legion is based around <coughs> charging units and, like, lining up your so, charges. So, like, you're... And, like, you're, I could do everything right yeah. and then still charge this guy and he'd be like... I strike first. And you would lose that fight. I would lose Because, it. like, Fulgrim has to challenge, and you have Palatine Blades with him. Sure. So Fulgrim has to challenge, and I accept with somebody else. Yep. And then you and just then murder the lion my Terminators. murders the Terminators, and yep. your Terminators aren't AP2. They are when they charge. But they won't be, because the lion will kill your 5-plus invulnerable Terminators. Yeah. And then, yeah, Fulgrim will do really well against whoever, whoever he's fighting. He might kill a bunch. But then you're outnumbered, most likely, and yep. the lion has an advantage and you're still yeah. initiative one next turn potentially depending on what turn yeah. it is right and yeah and the other weird part is I, I know you mentioned it but like it's for a whole game turn so like it applies like if you are top of the you know if you go first and you charge then you get a two turns two player turns yeah but or if he's going first and he charges then you get a two player turns but then if you're bottom of the turn then you only get it one player turn so that's kind of weird i feel like they should have either made it like one player turn or until the start of your next turn yeah depending on how they intended it so honestly i don't think this thing should exist at all it's it's amazing personal like it's such a weird little thing like stasis grenades oh great but they're amazing and then if you run the dreadwing i think this would have been great if it was minus one initiative so like to just be initiative one flat but then you're running dreadwing two and if you have like the Dreadwing special rule, you can buy it for 30 points. Yeah. All models in the unit are equipped with this. Yeah. The other thing too that works here is it doesn't say you aren't, you can't be part of a combat. So I could charge you, you could counter charge me with another unit and still be initiative one. Yeah. Like it's amazing. Yeah. It's just anytime it's an you get charged. amazing rule. Or so, charge. So I can see why you would hate it because it's I... definitely like, it's a... And again, this is something like, this is so good and I don't see it in that point. It is so good. It's like one of those little things where you're like, oh, is it that good? It's just grenades. But like, no, you're amazing. fighting against Initiative 1. Yeah. There's only one Primarch that will strike before him, and that's Khan. Yeah. And that's because he has his special, special rule. rule. That's it. Yeah. Like, it's it's amazing. Amazing rule. Uh, lion. So so here's the two swords. So you've got the Lion Sword and the Wolf Blade. And everybody, like, I know people online are, like, split as to what to use. So the Lion Sword, is strength is user AP1. Melee, Lance, Flashbane, Mastercrafted, two-handed. Flashbane, always wound on two plus. Amazing. Yeah. Mastercrafted, uh, amazing, because you re-roll your always either three plus or four plus to hit. And he's, okay? like, he's a uh, Master of the Blade, too, right? Like, I'm pretty sure, does he get that special rule? No, no, he doesn't, because it's only Legion of Stars. Yeah, That's okay. right, so he doesn't get that special rule. Um, <laughs> and then, so, there's a couple of things with this. AP1 leads me to believe it's a weapon that should be used against vehicles as well. And it has Lance. It does. It but mean, its strength is user. 
Which is seven. And then seven. So if you're fighting Lance, that's 12. So your AP1 will only apply if you pen on a six. Yeah, but you can always pen on a six. Yeah, I know, but it's just weird. It, it's it's weird. Yeah. It really is. It's awesome. Yeah, AP1 kind of suggests that it should be used more as like going after armor. Vehicles, yeah. But Fleshbane kind of suggests the opposite when yeah. you want to kill. So it's kind of weird. you being challenged In that with sense. this weapon, right? And Mastercrafted too, right? That reroll right. that you get for, you know. Yeah. Okay, so the Wolf Blade is plus three strength, making him strength 10, AP2. So, so melee two-handed shred and fearsome ruin. So fearsome ruin is if a unit suffers one or more casualties uh, and makes a morale check during assault phase, they must roll an additional d6 and keep the two highest. So this is really good, but a lot of times units that aren't fearless will not even get a chance to use this oh, because he's going to like yeah. kill five guys most likely yeah. or four and like do a lot of damage, Yeah. right? Um, shred is our unreal. So he's effectively strength 10. Um, he's one of the few Primarchs, and like Vulcan is one of them, that has a strength 10 weapon that's not like times 2 strength, that's not unwieldy, right? Like, yeah. very few Primarchs have that ability, and he's one of them. I think yeah. I think it's only the two, now that I think about you it. You know what the difference between Vulcan and <coughs> Lionel Johnson is? Vulcan's got four attacks at initiative five. And, and this guy has potentially eight attacks five in charge. Seven. Yeah, yeah, and he can get extra attacks, right? So he's really good. Uh, I mean, Shred is unreal, right? Like, reroll to wound, so it's most likely two plus, unless you're fighting. There's some demons there that are any, toughness nine. Is, yeah, maybe is the like one demon? Game, game term one and two, some demons might be toughness yeah, nine. Yeah, I think there's maybe one demon that's the, the big guy is toughness nine, but that's it, right? So you're always wounding on twos, rerolling. I mean, so, so a lot of people like flip-flop between between these two weapons like the wolf blade technically because it's strength 10 is better against vehicles because you're going to pen a lot more so you don't have the ap1 to get the easier explosions that's right but but you're going to no pen, matter how you math like, it out like even 14 armor like you're penning on a five or six you get more right? penetrations 13 against, armor against armor 12 13 <laughs> like 14, the knights in the front if you're fighting like you get that pen right so um it's definitely like which weapon would you guys take Right, like, like, tell me. Actually, put comments that I want to know which weapon you guys would be interested in, because I, I don't know, I don't know which weapon I would choose. For me, like, they both have their merits, but for me, the general one that will be a better use for like a take all comers list that you would want to use all the time is the Wolf Blade. Okay, but on the other hand, Flushbane. Well, I guess Flushbane doesn't. Mastercrafted is good because then you reroll that one. You do get a miss, reroll with right? Mastercraft. And yeah, I get Strength 10 is good and Shred is good, but you're still, with Flushbane, you're still wounding everybody on twos. So do you really need that reroll? I guess it does help. We've all had those. Yeah, I guess. Wound yes. Rolls, right? Where yes. you like, you know, oh, I got three, three ones. Oh no, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, so, so here's the thing though. Here's the one thing that I don't like. Um, if they're both the same point. And I mean, one, some people could argue that one is better than the other and should have a point value, but they don't. So right now, when do you actually choose to use this? Because it doesn't, usually when something has a point value, you do it at the time that you're building the army because you have to pay. So for example, Fulgrim can upgrade to that Paragon Blade or whatever. Yeah, Fire right? Blade. Fire Blade. And so, so if you pay for it, that's what you're using, right? 
On the other hand... Well, you don't pay for that. There's no points cost on that weapon either. But it does give you an option for it to choose, and it has a point value of free, right? Or does it say the same thing? It, it doesn't say a oh, point. Oh, okay, so it's the same it, thing. It, they added it in later. It's like an it's an it's an italics, <laughs> like under an asterisk. Like there's no points cost associated. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, the only time that it <laughs> will matter because, like, if you're playing just for fun, whatever, mm-hmm. then whatever swap whatever weapon yeah. you want. Yeah. The only time it'll matter is when you're taking it to an event. Yeah. And I think. So what, what do you do? Because I know... Just like... because it's not... It doesn't say specifically in here when you're supposed to choose it. I think you would say, while you're building your list, you pick you're one You're supposed to other. pick one? And it, okay. And the event would probably have the regulations on yeah. whether or not... And I mean, I, I'm thinking... They, the... you know, they're probably going to say, you can't flip between these two weapons between your games. Because I think Sanguinous specifically says that you can choose at the start of the battle. Sanguinous right. might have might have wording, and then right. it could does. have been it could have been good to just include some similar wording like that. Yeah, or say one or the other, right? So I, I think that's. Something... But again, also like I mean, you're gonna model him with with what? Are you gonna magnetize it? It's pretty easy. Like I have the model. I was looking at it. It's not that hard to magnetize the two different weapons. They fit quite snugly in there. So um, I don't know if you guys know if you didn't watch my previous video. He actually the lion has some slippage on his legs. So I've contacted, I know, and I've talked to other people that have him and theirs are perfect. So it's definitely a miscast. So I have contacted Forge World. Um, they haven't replied back because they're, uh, they messaged me saying that they're really busy and that they'll reply back. So they haven't gotten back to me yet, but I'm expecting that I'll get a replacement legs for him. But unfortunately, that's going to probably take another couple of weeks. I was really looking forward to him, to actually getting him built but um, and painted, but that's not going to happen yet for a little while because I just I can't I don't want to spend the time to make him look perfect when you know the model should be perfect with not only how much we pay for but you know I know other other people have gotten the models really good so um, unfortunately you guys won't see that for a little while but once I do start building him and painting him you will I, I will show him because he's just he's honestly for me for me he's one of my favorite Primarchs like he definitely looks what I envisioned the lion would look like um I think there's a few other Primarchs, like Sanguinous is really nice too. Um, there's definitely other Primarchs that are really good, but I really like the Lion. Um, I really, really do. As for his rules, um, he's a beast in combat. Yeah. And he's supposed to be. Like, they do talk about that. I think he's maybe a little too good. Um, unfortunately for me, what I don't like is I don't... Like, he is supposed to rival Horus in Tactical Genius. And the only reason he wasn't chosen over Horus is because Horus is charismatic. He thinks of everybody, not just the end, where Lion is more about the end justifies the means. Horus definitely isn't like that. That's why the Lion was never chosen or never would have been chosen as the War Master. Um, one of the reasons, at least. I mean, tell, tell me if you're wrong, if I'm wrong. Um, but I feel like he should have maybe less abilities that make him a beast in close combat and more abilities that make him a tactical genius um and then i think he should be more points i was expecting him to be like 490 for i think 80 not 85 490 that's what i was kind of expecting i i think that he should be <laughs> up there nearing 500 points like personally for me with everything that he's got honestly even without everything that he's got not knowing um 
the point of the blade special rule and the stasis grenades. I think that he probably should have been 480 points. I think the wolf blade's a better weapon of the two choices. I think it should have a points cost attached to it. Somewhere around like 15 points, put him up at 495. <laughs> That's my opinion. You know, with this extra stuff that he that he's got, like auto eight inch charge and and stupid stasis grenades, he's really good. Like at four hundred and sixty points, this guy is just an absolute steal of a deal for a prime. Absolutely, and I mean, again, the only downside is you have to get him in combat. Like you need right. him in there to pay for himself, and and he will. Like you know, he most, will when he gets there. Most is kind of you have to do that. Well, Alfarius. <laughs> That's fair. I yeah. run Alpharius, and I mean, I only get into combat when I need to. And usually, if I'm getting into combat, I'm trying to make sure that I'm already guaranteed a win because yeah. that that's how I play my game. Because he's the weakest Primarch, right? Yeah, absolutely. he is the weakest Primarch. Yeah, minus but his Volgar but the, on like the utility rules that he But has, he has so. like preferred enemies, unreal. Yeah, like and all the other abilities that he gets. But yeah, Lionel Johnson. I mean, other than Magnus and Horus, maybe Logar. Like, can Logar beat him with? Um, lots of, um, with like re-rolling and stuff like that. I haven't really thought about I Logar. I don't really think so. I, I don't think so either. I think really like Horus can, but I think he's pretty on par with Horus. Yeah. Um, and I think Magnus can, but Magnus can beat everybody because he's just a, a, a beast, period. Up with biomancy powers. <laughs> That's right. Um, but I mean, um, like really the lion is, is a beast and yeah. he's definitely one of the best if not he's one of the best primarchs in close combat just for his points cost he might be the best primarch <laughs> you oh that's fair that's fair point right. point for point he might actually be the best like if you play it out 500 times he might win more than 460 then horse will win 500 or whatever a thousand times or whatever you want to play it right? right so um we haven't done the math hammer on it yet i'm sure somebody out there has and uh, I don't actually know if he beats Horace or not. Like, it would be a close fight. I think the only the only way I think Horace would get an advantage is the strength reductions with the claw. I think you're going to run out of wounds before you run out of strength with... <clears throat> with, uh, with, with the wolf blade, I guess. Well, Johnson. actually, if you're using the Flashbane weapon, it doesn't matter. It's always 2+. plus. Right. So then the strength and the weapon skill thing don't make a difference. If you're using the wolf blade strength 10, you'd have to lower it three times and then he still has shred so i mean that's uh that's good i think horus the only reason why he might win is the three plus invulnerable save um and he would end up hitting him on threes at some point right but i think it would be a very close fight because if horus is hitting with the claw he doesn't get um he doesn't get master crafted um but he does get shred um yeah, it's definitely a, it's definitely a tough fight for any of the Primarchs. So, um, amazing Primarch, definitely worth the points. I think uh, will be a blast to play against. I mean, he can go toe to toe with most Death Stars out there. Um, so, uh, I think you'll most see him with Death Stars. I mean, the unit of the Deathwing companions with like Causeway and him in a Spartan. I mean, unless you're playing against Mechanicum, who are just gonna haywire your, excuse me, your Spartan to death, and then just shoot you off the board with all their AP2 weaponry. Like when you get somewhere, you know, you're gonna do a lot of damage. So mm -hmm. it's definitely, um, I I don't like the fact that I think about him as a Death Star Primarch, right? But it seems like that's how he's meant to be played. 
for sure. That's right? how they've designed him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So unfortunately, but I mean, he is amazing. And we did look, you're right. Salvo weapons. If you fire them, can't charge. Yeah. So, so it's like, really weird. He, he's like, probably he, never going to shoot his, his weapons completely gun. useless. It's a pretty good gun. too. Like, unless I'm like not reading something, but he yeah. doesn't have anything that gives him relentless or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah two salvo two, four, like what a dumb weapon. <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense so i i feel like that's a, actually an overlook probably i, I feel like that's a mistake yeah like they meant to make it like two four shots but salvo actually hurts him so yeah. it doesn't doesn't make any any sense at all um because his weapon or his uh his armor doesn't give him anything that allows him to do that so yeah, yeah. okay well thanks guys for joining us for the dark angels next will be the night lords um, and then that will be that will be coming up right away as well. Um, put put down comments of what you think. Uh, put down comments of what you want to hear next. Uh, let us know what we got wrong and what we got right. Um, if you message in there and we did get something wrong or you want something mentioned, I'll mention it in the next podcast for sure in the next video. So thanks for joining me and Theo here, and you guys have a great day.